for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the incoming armor mod updates that Bungie announced in their TWAB. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live on YouTube. Just go to Say No to Rage.com. It'll bring you right to the YouTube channel. You can hit subscribe and the bell button to support the channel or support directly with a membership by clicking join. If you prefer Patreon, you can go to SNTRPresents.com to get to the Patreon. So Bungie outlined a bunch of changes to modif- uh, to the mods. They're doing mod modifications, they say here. Um, they're changing stuff with energy type requirements, enhanced mods, raid mods, and a new thing called combat mods. So what I'm going to do is, the easiest thing to do is essentially to walk through what they're doing and kind of give my commentary because some of this would get confusing if I tried to summarize it I don't want to misrepresent it and confuse folks because I do think the mod system can sometimes a- actually get confusing to people who are either unfamiliar with it or don't really understand some of the terminology. So let's just start at the very, very beginning. And this is probably the one that's going to make most people happy. Uh, right here, the highlighted text. I'll zoom it in for you guys. Energy mod requirements. All right. This has been one of the primary complaints about Armor 2.0 since it landed, what is known as Elemental Affinity. If you want to run certain mods, they can only run on you know solar armor or arc armor or void. And so they have made this change. All weapon-oriented armor mods, hand cannon loader, fusion rifle, ammo finder, have been changed to be any energy type. As a result of the above change, all arc charged with light mods now activate their second perk if you have any other arc mod equipped on the same armor piece or if you have any other arc charged with light mod socketed in any other armor piece you were wearing. Now that was happening what we thought was by accident or like a bug before. If you had like an arc mod on any other piece, it worked. They might have been testing that in the background as an update uh, and maybe it slipped through in the source code. The idea that you can run hand cannon loader or certain ammo finders on any energy type I think is going to be really really helpful to people and they give you some commentary here they said removing the energy type requirements from weapon focused mods has been a consistent piece of community feedback since armor 2.0 launched however doing so meant that every mod socket would be displaying three times as many mods at a time which would become cumbersome now that's a bit prophetic because as we read through this there are actually mods leaving uh, and going away and here is one of the, the 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 bigger things that some people don't like this some people do like this I'm kind of split on it until we see it in action but enhanced mod rebalancing uh, essentially what they're doing is is they're removing enhanced uh, because they said that That was really the only time people felt the efficacy of the mod. It had to be enhanced. So, enhanced mods have been deprecated, and the base mod energy costs have been adjusted upwards slightly, but are still they're still lower than their equivalent enhanced mods. And they've also raised how strong the base mod is because what they said is they right here they said the base mods efficacy increased to match that of the enhanced version of the mod okay so what they've essentially done is is they've they've removed enhanced but they've essentially just removed it in name only they've removed the they've lowered the cost of an enhanced mod and they're just calling it a normal mod that's basically what they're doing so regular old hand cannon reloader will now be as fast as enhanced it'll cost you a little bit more but they feel this is also going to clean up how many mods there are in the game, and they give you uh, some of the commentary here. They said, 
We consistently see feedback that players often don't start feeling the impact of mods until they have an enhanced mod or two non-enhanced mods stacked. So to resolve both issues, we decided to raise the floor on the effectiveness of all mods to the point where players were more likely to feel their impact and to deprecate the two tiers of mods. This should also make having two different mods in the same category, like hand cannon loader and shotgun loader, uh, socket on the same more appealing. So you're going to be able to potentially run two. Now again, we don't know what all the costs are just yet, and right here, they give you what I already said. In essence, we're making enhanced mods cheaper and more accessible, and we're deprecating the lesser mods. That's basically what they're doing. They're renaming enhanced mods to normal, and they're lowering their cost. That's a good thing for you, alright? This is getting mixed response, but I actually think this is good, and shouldn't disrupt your builds too much, and also, the result is, anytime you throw on just a single loader, reloader, you know, mod on your gauntlets, it's going to be uh, more noticeable right away. And then here we get to find out about raid mods. Uh, We don't get the full scope, I don't think, yet. But essentially what they have done here is they have taken the Taken, Hive, and Fallen mods, like Taken Armaments, Fallen Armaments, and Hive Armaments, and they will only work in their respective raids. So any of your Taken mods will only work in Last Wish, Hive mods will only work in Leviathan Raid, and the Fallen mods will only work in Scourge of the Past. This was obviously a concern that people had going forward. Anytime a dungeon or raid, uh, day one raid race, you are going to have people with those mods have a significant advantage. Now they also make sure to mention down here that it caused a pretty big divide between the have and the have nots in Gambit because Gambit, the Taken are showing up, the boss is taken and it led to a lot of people running Taken mods and basically steamrolling a team that didn't have them because you could constantly create heavy for yourself grenade uptime is not that hard to spec into right now with good discipline and a demolitionist weapon was really really hurting uh, Gambit now I know people are like well I don't care about Gambit well there actually are a lot of people who play Gambit the daily engagement for Gambit numbers are pretty good I don't like Gambit at all but they're going down to a single Gambit mode and then it still gets it still does get pretty good engagement day to day so taking care of Gambit was probably the right call um, and they they did this, I think, with other things in mind. Now, I don't know if this conclusion can be drawn, but it does seem like we could get really good raid mods that only work in the raid since they're doing this. If you remember in Wrath of the Machine, having the gauntlets was hugely impactful anytime you played against the Fallen. There were purple bricks all over the ground. You got increased heavy ammo drops from Fallen. They could start to lean into those types of mods or or raid mods that don't disrupt the rest of the game. You can almost create an internal power structure within a raid because the mods can't go anywhere else, similarly to what they've done with, you know, taken armaments only working in its uh, in its in its respective raid. This is where things get a little confusing, and I don't quite know if we have the full scope of the picture of what this will look like. I'm going to give you what I think this means, because it it seems what they're trying to tell us is clear, but at the same time, I don't want to assume and then be wrong. Combat mods is a new terminology. So they say, all armor released in Beyond Light and Season 12, all Last Wish and Garden of Salvation armor acquired starting in Season 12, and all armor 2.0 exotic armor pieces, including the ones you already own, will have a combat-style mod socket. In Season 12, this socket will accept all Charge with Light and Warmind Cell mods. Now, the fact that they're adding that to exotics that you already own, 
and then any other armor you acquire after the season starts. So they're automatically adding it to your exotics, but they're not going to automatically add it to your last wish and garden stuff. You're going to be able to put in charged light and war mind cell. Okay. That's not that big of a deal. I mean, obviously if you like powerful friends, it is a big deal for your hunter build, but this tells me they've got more in mind for this socket that will hopefully push us away from charge with light and war mind cell mods. That remains to be seen, but this feels like they're creating a container to fill potentially every season. And then they say all armor 2.0 armor acquired during seasons 8 through 11 have had their seasonal mod sockets replaced with a single unified legacy mod socket that can socket all charge with light mods, warmind cell mods, nightmare hunt mods, and the garden of salvation and last wish mods. So they're basically unifying seasons 8 through 11. So if you have any old pieces of armor or newer pieces of armor, they're going to be able to basically use everything from year 3 and last wish so all of year three plus last wish will be usable on seasons eight through eleven season 12 and beyond will only be able to use those charge with light and war mind cell mods in that combat socket and again what this seems like to me is they have plans to add more there my hope would be again that charge with light and war mind cell mods start to get shoved out by newer more exciting quote unquote as they're calling them combat mods If you look at the ghost and how you can raise the ghost energy for levels and they have the activity mods, it seems that they're starting to give the mods an identity, activity mods, combat mods, as opposed to it being a seasonal mod slot. One of the reasons they're doing this too, if you remember, in year four, your seasonal mods and your seasonal mod slot are going to be good for essentially an entire year. So you're not going to be sitting on something for three months and then it just kind of magically goes away. You'll be able to use it for the duration of year four. So all in all, this is good news. I will say, and I want to speak to the concerns that people have, my concerns are starting to slightly grow, starting to slightly grow about the thinness of the twabs. I kind of expected this week to beginning of what we would call the beefier twabs, the meatier twabs with more info. They did say here at the bottom... In the coming weeks, we'll shift focus to your arsenal. We have a handful of weapon archetypes that are being tuned with some hefty changes that may surprise you. Stay tuned. Now, those hefty changes, I don't know if what they're referring to there is archetypal changes, tune changes, sandbox, you know, balancing. I really, really want to see an, a, a weapons 2.0, whatever you want to call it, 3.0, a weapons update. What they're doing to the ghost, I would love to see that on guns, not for the actual perks. I still think we need to you know, grind for a god roll, but they would do that for modification, expand that mod system. I've consistently said it's going to be kind of weird to have a ghost that I can spec exactly how I want, a stasis subclass with aspects and fragments that I can spec how I want, and they're giving us more freedom on the armor. 2.0 system to spec and build how you want with you know deprecating enhanced roles getting rid of armor affinity uh, requirements on weapon mods and then expanding these slots to be more flexible to do all of those things and evolve all of those things and leave guns as they are I think will be a bit of a bummer. I do think if guns are still just three perks, God roll chase, unless they come up with some really, really awesome perks and some really, really good perk depth, 
I'm going to be pretty bummed as guns are one of the primary drivers of chase in Destiny because it is a first person shooter and the gun is sort of your primary catalyst to immersion and experience in the game. So if you're here live, don't go anywhere. Q&A is always really good. We typically have debates. I know some people are really upset about this. If you're upset about it, let us know in the chat. Let us know what you think. If you're a paying member, you can submit questions with the question command or it's totally free to click subscribe. We have almost a thousand people here right now. It'd be great if we get a thousand viewers. If you haven't clicked subscribe yet, if you haven't clicked uh, the bell button yet, that's free. It's totally free to subscribe to a YouTube channel. It's also free to click the like button. Every time we roll the like count over, it helps with uh, recommendations. So more and more people find this uh, this thing. We just hit a thousand viewers. We did it. Another thousand viewer day. Thank you guys so much for the huge, huge response. And if we can get a couple more likes, we can roll it over to 700 likes. As always, if you're listening to this in the other locations, you can always come watch live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my discussion about the armor mod updates that were announced by Bungie in their weekly TWAB. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the various podcast platforms that are out there, you can always catch this show live Monday through Friday by going to saynotorage.com. You can click the subscribe and the bell button or the join button to become a paid member of the channel. That comes with perks, benefits in the Discord, submitting questions, doing VIP calling. Somebody just became a member. Thank you, Casey. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope and deserve dope stuff. Be sure if you're a paid member, we had five new members today. Get into the Discord. Use the Discord command. And tonight is VIP Fight Night among us. It's going to be fun. First question from Gritter. Considering exotic armor, we'll be able to equip War Mind Cell mods starting in Beyond Light. Should Bungie annually rotate guns into the weapon pool that can spawn War Mind Cells? I'm actually curious about this. Are they doing this this decision to make room for the new stuff, which that's kind of where I'm leaning. Year four will have new seasonal mods, new quote-unquote combat mods, and I would think they're making room for those. And they're just kind of giving a little hat tip to the people that are still doing War Mind Cell builds and are still doing Charge with Light mods. They're, they're attempting to kind of meet you in the middle if you like those mods and you enjoy using them. There's also the distinct possibility that they keep adding to those pools. Maybe there's more Charge with Light and War Mind Cell mods coming. Maybe there's more weapons coming that can create War Mind Cells. We don't honestly know. Aspects and Fragments could start landing on other uh, other subclasses. Stuff could start landing on the artifact. There's no real way uh, to know. I mean, Rasputin is around, but kind of not. So that could come back into play, right? Like one of the pyramid ships either shut him off, absorbed him, or Rasputin left. We don't really know what happened with him. So he could come back into the frame, and when that happens, they could reinstitute more weapons and more things that spawn more mine cells. I'm not going to put a ton of stock into that. Again, this could just be them saying this is a standard going forward. I do feel like a lot of these changes are about going forward, not necessarily looking behind us and saying, well, what does this mean for War Mind Cells and Charged with Light? You know, what about those mods? It seems to have more to do with what's coming in the future. They're making space on the various pieces of armor, including exotic pieces of armor, for future mods that will, you know, maybe update seasonally or annually. Um, Rasputin is back. Anna has him in an ingram. Is he actually back? I don't know. 
whatever they do here, yeah, I wasn't trying to be cheeky, come back into frame. Uh, he, he may end up getting put into an exo frame. We'll obviously have to wait and see if that's something that happens. Um, he did survive in some capacity. We learned that in the Exodus quest. Well, there you go. I mean, we'll see whatever the development there is. I mean, that's that's sort of beside the point. The question generally about Warmind mods as well as Charged Light is... Is that going to be something they continue to invest in? That remains to be seen. It's possible. They just want to give you the ability to do that if you'd like. And they're really, truly, in, in, the, in the grander scheme of things, I think they are attempting to make space for future mods and future content. Clap for you. With all the enhancement of mods and adding a fifth slot to raid gear, is this another sign elemental primaries are coming back? I am not connecting dots here. Enhancement mods, adding of a fifth slot to raid gear. Is this another sign of elemental primaries coming back? This feels like a non sequitur, which means it does not follow. I don't see how you're logically connecting these two things. You could you could outline it for me in the in the chat if you'd like. I'm not I'm not picking up what you're putting down here. Um, I want elemental primaries to come back as much as the next person, but these don't feel connected in the least. It feels to me like they are expanding upon your customization and freedom in your armor build along with the changes to the ghost that makes me hopeful that they're going to add some form of weapons 2.0 update I don't know if a weapons 2.0 update is going to include elemental primaries I, I don't know maybe that's what you're thinking is you're thinking if they in fact do go the route of adding energy levels to guns and more mod depth not you would still go for the god roll of the perks but you would use those mods to augment the weapon and change the weapon similarly to how you're doing it on a ghost i mean in in that respect i would think that's that's a likely turn and i'm hoping that's a turn that happens but that doesn't necessarily mean we also get elemental primaries i really really want elemental primaries to return I want a little bit more freedom. If you get a great elemental primary and you want to run it in your primary slot alongside of a fusion rifle or a sniper or something, you should be able to do that. Uh, elemental primaries get get put into a slot where there's like a handful of kinetic options you can pair with it. You know, the Wither Horde obviously is, is becoming a fan favorite, but then you got like a couple, maybe two kinetic shotguns worth using and one kinetic cyber worth using and then that's kind of it. It kind of messes with your freedom and your ability to spec out and build. Is he saying that since they're reworking everything to be more flexible, elemental primaries might be on the table? It's possible. It is possible that that's where he was going with this question. I don't know. It's limited in, in, in size. It's a very short question. Um, we give you a little bit more character limitations in the Discord, and more than likely this was submitted in the Discord uh, before I went live. Because when I went live this morning, I think we had nine questions or six questions or something. So I'm not really sure what the, what he's driving at here. Finding chemo. In regards to armaments and other enemy mods, do you think taking them away would be invalidating the grind for those mods, especially since the armor that can slot them isn't being sunset until next year? Well, if they're not taking them away, they only work in the raid where they drop. I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, Enhanced Relay Defender isn't showing up in Gambit and making things different or throwing off damage thresholds or heavy ammo economy, and yet Taken Armaments is doing that. So they're just limiting those armament mods, those Hive Taken and Fallen mods, to their raid of origin. 
I think that's totally fine. I think this was actually probably of all the things I could think they could do. This is probably the most respectful decision they could make. They're not deleting them. They're not nerfing them. They're not locking them out of particular activities. They're saying they work where they dropped. You know, they work where they drop. Technically, they're deprecating the Hive and Fallen mods. I mean, I don't want to split hairs on the technicalities here. They had to do something, and this was probably the best choice. Is it works where it came from. Um, It's logical. That's sound. That means they could do similar things with other mods and other raids. You know? So, you know, I I get it. Technically, you can't use it in 90% of the game now. But the mods were problematic, and they needed to be addressed. Hive and Fallen Armaments are being removed since the raids are being removed. Oh, now I understand your logic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, it needed to happen, and those raids could come back out of the DCV. I, I think one of the things we need to maybe do a little bit less I'm not telling you what to like what to enjoy what to value but I feel like sometimes we spend too much time looking backwards and not looking forwards that sounds like a hallmark platitude but let me explain whenever they made the change to armor so you could change your armor affinity everybody looked backwards instead of forwards everyone was like are you kidding me it's gonna be so expensive to change my armor that's already fully masterworked and I was like Okay, hang on. Look forward two or three seasons when you're grinding for new armor. When you're grinding for new armor, this is a great system. Hey, I finally got a pair of boots with a great stat roll. I can change it to whatever affinity I want. Everybody was looking backwards. Everyone's looking at like, well, all my armor that's already fully masterworked, that's going to be so expensive to change. First, why are you fully masterworking the wrong armor piece? If it's that terrible, why did you fully masterwork it? Second, you're gonna have to grind for new armor eventually. You can't use that armor for forever. And so going forward, it's a great change. I'm gonna say the same thing here. Like, going forward, this is a good change. Number one, it respects Gambit. It respects day one raid races. And it gives Bungie room to say, we can throw in some pretty wild and crazy mods to wild and crazy guys. They can go into wild and crazy mods, two or three, however many, and then you can only use them in that raid. It's a self-contained power structure. It's better going forward as opposed to accidentally making something like Taken Armaments or Hive Armaments and it ruining other pieces of content. Like, I, I do think, I do think that the frustration that people are voicing here is legitimate that people spent a bunch of time grinding for those mods and now they're not going to work outside those raids but you kind of had a hint you kind of had a hint that they were going to do something with them you know I, you date yourself with that SNL drop there yeah that was, that was my, one of my dad's favorite sketches you kind of sound like Thanos right now don't look at what you've been given but, uh, only what you've lost <laughs> <laughs> so I understand where you're coming from if you spent a bunch of time trying to get these mods and now you've got them and now you're ticked because you wanted to use them elsewhere you have to look at the game as a whole the game as a whole is an ecosystem of power that has to be tuned properly or you have things like people getting as much ammo as they possibly could ever want heavy ammo in Gambit people going into a day one raid race and having something that gives them a distinct advantage that others don't have Containing power 
to its origin is called I always call that contextual power you had oracle disruptor in vault of glass those weapons were great but they had an extra perk when they were in the raid you know th- th- this is this is a similar idea the similar idea here is hey you got that mod from that raid it's going to work in that raid this to me seems like a, a, a standard for going forward in the Deepstone Crypt raid, if that's in fact the raid, a Deepstone Crypt raid is going to have, you would think, really, really awesome mods, and then Bungie could be like, they only work in there. And I gave the example uh, this morning, or a little bit ago, I said that you had the Wrath of the Machine gauntlets, and the Wrath of the Machine gauntlets gave you extra heavy drops from Fallen. And if that would have only worked in the Wrath of the Machine raid, I'd have been okay with that. It was like, you'd go into Fallen Encounters or Fallen Strikes and there's freaking heavy all over the ground. So I would love to see them do something like that. You know? Add those types of mods, you can literally have an entirely fleshed out raid build that is contained, fun, unique, awesome. It would be a great it'd be a great reason to do a normal and a hard raid. You'd want to get all that stuff in normal. You'd want to really spec yourself out because hard's going to be tough. You're going to need that extra, you know, heavy. You're going to need that extra power, whatever. So, I, I get it. I get it. But we need it. We need to look forward. I don't think these these mods are worth defending. If I'm thinking about the future of the game, they're not worth defending. They aren't. So, um that's just how I look at it. I know some people might look at that and be like, you know, it's 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 something that Bungie continually does. They don't respect our grind. They don't respect what we're, you know, what we're working on. And I get that. I think sometimes maybe we overstate the quote-unquote disrespect. And in this particular scenario, I kind of feel like the writing was on the wall. If you were grinding for these mods, hoping you were going to use them, uh, in the day one raid race, you know, you were going to be able to, to use them, uh, in, in, in the, uh, in the, in the brand new raid that they're coming out with. I just, I don't think, I don't think the, uh, the, the, the expectation is really a fair one personally. Um, you know, because anytime, anytime I grind for something, I understand that it has the potential to to get to get adjusted or modified in the future. That doesn't mean we let them destroy our loot. I'm just saying, like, I feel like most of us kind of should have expected this to happen um, because of the nature of Destiny and because of the nature of how sometimes things are just way too strong and. Whenever I look at at, at the at the, the actual franchise as a whole, I don't think they've done this all that often. Like reach into your inventory and just demolish something that you loved. I mean, yeah, they've nerfed weapons here and there, but these are just mods, you know. Um, you can't disrespect someone you've never respected. To Bungie, we're just customers. They want to keep us playing. I mean, that's a very, very pessimistic attitude about it. I mean, even in this blog alone, they say these were consistent pieces of feedback from the community, and that's why we're making these changes. And if you spin every positive into a negative, you're never going to see a positive. Oh, well, they're only doing that so we keep playing. 
So they can't win then. There's never a moment in time where Bungie's made a change that's to respect you and, and your feedback and to try to make things enjoyable for you. Like, if everything can be spun into a negative, that's that's not really... You can't really even have a conversation with that. They've There are things contained in this actual blog that are literally based off of, uh, off of uh, player feedback and player requests. You know? Not in my eyes. My special eyes... Yeah, I, I don't know. They they're they people ask for the affinity be, to be removed. People express that like reloader mods didn't feel that you know it was hard to feel them unless they were enhanced. You know they're they're basing these change some of these changes off of direct community feedback. So, Darksider with only seasonal mods requiring affinity, what's the point to keep affinities for armor? Well, they they actually tell you that right here. Um, they said. If they, uh, removing energy requirements for all weapons, right here, basically, they're saying, it would, uh, it would make it too cumbersome. Every mod socket would be displaying three times as many mods at a time, which would become cumbersome. So they're essentially saying it would be, it would be ludicrous. It would take you forever and it'd be cumbersome. It'd be, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be streamlined. It wouldn't be clean. So they, I mean, there's an answer in here that this maybe isn't their entire philosophy around it, but this is a piece of their philosophy that like, it's got to be good. It's got to function well. It can't look like literal garbage. It can't be cumbersome, bad, laggy, glitchy. uh, And that's part of it. Now, some of that might be old tech. Some of that might be old consoles. I don't know. They're trying... This to me is why I don't buy into the whole they're not listening, they don't respect us. They're trying to meet us in the middle here. They're trying to say we we hear you on elemental changes, we're going to we're going to try to meet you there while trimming down what would be ultimately a painful experience for you. That's not what that statement is saying. Removing the energy type requirements for weapon-focused mods has been a consistent piece of community feedback since Armor 2.0 launch. However, doing so meant that every mod socket would be displaying three times as many mods at a time, which would become cumbersome. That's exactly what they're stating. They're stating that if they removed energy type requirements, that it would turn into something that is too cumbersome. That's like literally what they said read above i don't need to read above i already read above they did remove it they did remove it while also shrinking the amount of mods there are it's a logical progression beyond hope you gotta go to the next paragraph enhanced mod rebalancing it would be too cumbersome there'd be three times as many mods so what'd they do this change And then the next change. The next change is they're shrinking the number of mods that you'll have to look at by deprecating enhanced mods. It's it's a one-package conversation. They're saying if they would have just done this at the very beginning when people started requesting it, it would have been too cumbersome. There would have been way too many mods to look at. So they're doing this in conjunction with cutting all reloader mods in half. Just book-a-boom. So they're saying it's it's more cumbersome to do this. I'm not saying this is their entire philosophy for doing it. It's just part of their philosophy for affinity limitations. They removed the reason to have affinity on armor? Not necessarily. No, they didn't. 
They've not removed it. There's plenty of mods that don't have anything to do with weapons that that are still going to have affinity. I At the end of the day, we don't know the full scope here. That we don't know the full scope here. They may have a long-term plan. Maybe this time next year they're removing affinity entirely because it's just it's because they uh they're leaving behind old gen or something. I don't know. All I know is they're saying doing this is cumbersome. It, you're going to see so many more mods. They're, that, that's part of their reason for not doing it. Was that it? It uh, it, it would be too cumbersome for the for the for the player. They haven't announced they've removed it yet. Well, on the weapon oriented mods, they're any energy, so they have they have removed it. Yes, they have on on the weapon ones on the weapon ones. So this section here, energy type requirements are being removed from anything that is specific to hand cannon fusion, any of that. Um, and maybe if they eventually leave behind old gen, they'll be able to do that. They'll be able to say, we're going to get rid of uh, affinity altogether. So, I don't think we're going to get 2,000 likes today. We might not even get 1,000 likes. It's already slowing down. So, that's more of what Darksider was getting at with his question. What is the point of affinity if all weapon mods have removed the affinity and you're right there are other mods that require the affinity like powerful friends? I would say, beyond hope, that enhan- the energy type requirements and the enhanced mod rebalancing, it's a package change. They were able to remove the affinity because they're shrinking the weapon mod pool by removing all enhanced, enhanced unflinching, enhanced targeting, enhanced loader. All enhanced versions are gone. That includes, aren't there some like enhanced, um, there, there are some that are on the, on, on like the hands-on and stuff. There's no, there's no enhanced hands-on, but there's other ones down there that are enhanced, aren't there? Those are all leaving. So yes, they've removed the affinity while also simultaneously really, really dramatically shrinking the, the, the mod pool. If we go into collections, you're going to see how many are, are gone. Ashes to assets, unflinching, targeting, loading. That's a lot of mods gone. So that, that might free them up to say, oh, we can remove affinity on weapon, on weapon uh, mods because... There's, you know, uh, there's so few of them or whatever. So I'm trying to think of all the enhanced. There's enhanced targeting. We know there's enhanced unflinching. Uh, we know there's enhanced loading. There's enhanced momentum transfer. There's enhanced impact reduction. These are all gone. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, those, because those are all enhanced loaders. And we know those uh, enhanced unflinching. We know that. We've already said that one. Uh, we go to legs. There is enhanced dexterity gone. More mods gone. All this this entire menu is going to shrink right here. All of them are gone. Okay. Uh, what else do we have down here? Enhanced bomber. Uh, enhanced ashes to assets. And we don't have enhanced hands on. That's always been annoying. That's always been annoying to me. Now I don't know what they're going to do with the nightmare hunts because the nightmare hunt mods go up to supreme. Uh, they may leave those alone. I don't know. They may leave those alone. We'll have to wait and see what their decision is there. Um, but there, it's it's a it's a two it's a two package change. 
They're changing two things at the same time. And I believe removing enhanced is going to net them a ton of, of UI freedom. Like, pff, they're just deleting all those. So the normal version's getting raised to the enhanced efficacy with a with an increase in cost, but it'll all be cheaper. It'll all be cheaper. So let's we could probably get a guess on what things are going to cost knowing that. Let's just go to arms and pick an easy one. So enhanced hand cannon loader is going to become 4. It's not going to be 5, it's not going to be 3, it's going to become 4 and it's going to be ju- it's going to be as effective of, of, as enhanced. So enhanced is actually getting a discount and a name change. You know, machine gun loader, three for normal, five for enhanced. It's going to become a four. These are all going to land on fours more than likely. Well, bow, bow can't. Bow will probably stay at two because it's a two or three. That's fine. It's 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 a freaking bow. Auto rifle is going to land on a two. Auto rifle one, enhanced is three because they said it's not going to be. So enhanced hands on is staying. Well, there is no enhanced hands on. <laughs> uh. So they said it's not going to be as expensive as enhanced, but it's not going to be as cheap as normal. It's going to probably just land. All these are going to land in the middle. Four on a sniper, six there. It's going to end up being five. Nightmare mods will stay because they can only be placed on current gear. That's true. They can only be placed on gear pre-year four. So... I would say... I would say that this is a good change for a handful of reasons first is a good change because we've been asking for the armor affinity to become less of a pain point number two it seems that they are making room it seems they are making room for other mods they're 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 making it they're making spaces as it were they're kind of cleaning things up to make space uh for for other mods so Kiltson says, Are you happy now, Lono? No more armaments, lol. Uh, affinity for weapon mods are going away. Should they just remove affinity from mods completely? This only loosens armor weapon mixes. I want complete freedom. Well, we yeah, we kind of just touched on this. I don't actually know what their plan here is. I think they're making space. Like, presently, they're making space. Um, Long term, can they remove this? Maybe. They may be able to remove it long term. They may be able to say, you know what, long term, we can take affinity completely out of the game. We can take affinity totally out of the game and give you that kind of freedom. It also could be a restructuring that's slow. Sometimes they do stuff like this, like they do a restructuring that's slow. So they'll do this first and then they'll come behind and they'll do another restructuring and they'll move things around. Um, Generally speaking, if they're doing this just on the weapons it also sometimes is an experiment they're like will this work will this cause unforeseen problems is a normal old xbox or a normal old ps4 gonna suddenly have a a severe problem anytime they go into these environments like is it gonna be is it gonna become extremely painful for them to 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 go in like creature thinks it's a, it's a ui band-aid they found a way around it he thinks it's a band-aid and now they're going to find a way around it and this is just the first this is just the first uh movements um also sometimes they don't want to turn everything at the same time they're deleting a bunch of mods while we're moving affinity on armor mods and that could have unforeseen problems difficulties uh glitches bugs so they may be doing this piecemeal 
the last Kokui. Bungie stated they are going to make enhanced mods more noticeable, and what, from what I've seen in the past twabs also, do you feel that this will look like Bungie is just throwing Crucible to the wolves and focus on the PvE experience? I mean, there's a lot here in your question, because you're basing your question on an ongoing dialogue that we have been having about stasis and the influence it will have over slowing, disrupting, and stopping combat rhythm and map and map flow. Right, and the second part of our conversation has been look at these exotic pieces of armor and the sniper eh, they seem kind of absurd right maybe not so much the sniper but an, a, an exotic that gives you an overshield whenever you want well you know every 14 seconds if you if it's every time your rally barricades available well that's going to throw off combat rhythm significantly because any titan running that's going to be harder to kill. It'll be like shooting somebody that had Juggernaut on in World at War. And everybody had to run stopping power to combat it. Uh, you know, anybody who uses the one where you res and everybody gets like that protective aura. How strong is that aura? Is that going to throw off the rhythm of, uh, of trials? Um, you know, the ability for hunters to shift and, and, and you know, essentially teleport and then, and then be invisible all these things combined with what you're saying like everything's enhanced now is that them just sort of throwing uh, the crucible to the wolves I would say everything I said prior to what they've done to the mods is is pretty significant evidence that they are taking a more um, a more aggressive approach to the crucible and the power that they're giving us as far as mods all becoming stronger essentially everybody's basically going to have enhanced or not enhanced is that really going to affect the crucible that much I don't think so everybody being able to get the effect of enhanced unflinching or the effect of enhanced targeting or the effect of enhanced reloader on all the standard mods with for slightly more for us for a slightly increased amount of, of, of energy of all the things that are going to influence the crucible this is probably the weakest one i believe that stasis and these new exotics will have a significantly greater influence over the crucible i think those new gauntlets for the titan are going to become the new one-eyed mask the new antius wards they are going to be hated because every 14 seconds a titan can give themselves an overshield enter a shootout and basically win because they're going to take way they're going to take longer to kill do you remember when a guy would proc the overshield on one-eyed mask and just run through the map with recluse he seemed unkillable he'd come around the corner and he'd be like i can't kill this guy he literally has an overshield he's gonna live twice as long as me so i believe that titan exotic will become the the hated exotic it will become the new one-eyed mask the new antius wards um I can get the shield quicker than 14 seconds. There's a mod that gets me a shield quicker. Right. Every 14 seconds or slightly lower is really fast. So unless they build an intrinsic cooldown on that exotic, it's going to be absolutely hated. Even if they give it an intrinsic cooldown, it's going to be really hated in trials. You back that sucker down to 20 seconds. That's still incredibly influential over the course of a gunfight. Being able to enter a lane with an overshield on demand. I don't know. I don't know. That's going to be... I think it's going to be wild. Um, 
in the in the in the flow of crucible i think the exotics and the stasis influence will have greater sway than suddenly everybody having enhanced mods that's just my opinion and my prediction but i think it's pretty easy to see you know why uh why uh, why i would think that so uh, Anbu, a good number of my clan farmed the raid gear since their infusion level got raised, but now Bungie is making all raid gear post Beyond Light have five slots, but not any of them before that. So what was the point of bringing those pieces up to 1360? Um, th- this is why... <sighs> I'm not going to try to excuse what they're doing. I'm just going to try and give you like a bit of an understanding of, uh, of what's going on the the nature of sunsetting i think got implemented in a way that was sort of unforeseen by certain departments and certain fractions and factions of the game developer like that certain certain uh, teams were kind of like not really sure how how sunsetting was going to land in the game so when they decided to let you have like a greater infusion ratio on those armor pieces I don't think they necessarily foresaw this other thing that they're doing with the five slots. I don't. Now, why wouldn't they just reach in and make all that armor get the extra slots? I also don't have a good answer for you. I'm simply trying to give you a a, a glimpse into maybe having some understanding about how this was likely not something that was like intentional. Yeah, we're going to totally screw with them they're going to they're going to they're going to grind for these pieces of armor cuz they have an increase in fusion rate but we're going to come behind them and change the way the mod slots work like raising the infusion rate was a decision made months ago and then this mod slot thing could have been made separately it's called like they called it uh, parallel development so both teams are working on what they think are solutions to perceived problems and then they end up in conflict I'm not excusing it, by the way. I think they could easily go in and say, if you have if you have this armor already, we're going to add this extra slot retroactively. They might not have the ability to do that, except they're doing it to exotics. So, I don't know. Remember a few weeks, months ago, I said hard mode raid armor should have five slots? Yeah, maybe this is the beginning of that. I don't even know. Uh, yeah, an extra slot. Yeah, we said that it would have the extra adept slot. Isn't that what we said, Wheezy? Like extra slot. And then I said, yeah, that'd be the perfect place to put the adept mods because that wouldn't disrupt the current build that you're working on. Like you wouldn't have to unslot other things. You'd have to make energy allotments for it. But yeah, that's what we said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's how they're doing it. Yeah, I wonder if we, we we've sniffed out their way of doing it. Extra slot will be adept. And they're retroactively making these other ones have an extra slot as well. So it's uniform? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. The old armor is getting the retroactive slot, just not the fifth one. But they can still take CWL and Warmind mods. Or, but, but hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, Zer will be here in 15 minutes. Let's make sure we're correct here, alright? Starting in Season 12, Last Wish Garden of Salvation and the upcoming Beyond Light Raid Armor will now drop with a fifth dedicated armor mod socket that is exclusively for mods related to the raid. I think that's where the adepts are going to go. Last Wish and Garden of Salvation armor acquired prior to Season 12 will not have this dedicated armor socket, but will still be able to use the mods related to that raid in the new Legacy Armor mod. 
socket. So you can go back into Last Wishing Garden in Beyond Light and get the armor with a with this extra slot. It'll drop with a fifth dedicated armor mod socket. You can go back and re-earn that armor with an extra socket. So that's probably why people are irritated. They're like, wait, so I gotta go back and re-grind it if I want it? Now again, as I said a little bit ago, I think too often we look behind instead of looking forward. This is a change for the future of Destiny, not the past raids. So if you're really upset by this, my question would be, aren't you more concerned about the new raid, the new armor, and, and, and the new stuff? Like what <laughs> is your is your super old last wish or garden armor that important? Is it? Is it now now hear me out? Hear me out. Is it that important that you have a last wish garden of salvation armor piece? with a socket specific for that raid. Like, are you going to be going back and really hammering out strats in Garden and Last Wish in year four? No, probably not. You're going to be moving on to the new raid. If you scroll down, they mention updating the fourth socket of old raid armor to legacy socket, and new earned armor will have combat socket. So old raid armor will be able to use mods only till season 11 to be able to use true season plus 12 mods. You need to regrind it. I mean, I just, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I just outlined that. Yeah, you're going to have to regrind it. But again, again, it's only so you can have an extra slot dedicated to the mods that are specific to the raid. Like who's doing that? Are you really doing that? In year four, going back and min-maxing your Garden of Salvation armor so you can run enhanced relay defender. You can do that with the old armor if for whatever reason. Not that socket lono, not that mod slot. Okay. People keep trying to correct me and you're not correcting me. You're talking about something separate. I am saying right now, if they want the dedicated slot for garden they're going to have to go back and rerun it it says in season 12 last wish garden of the new raid will drop with a fifth dedicated armor mod socket and then it says if you got it prior to that it will not have this dedicated armor socket they'll have to regrind for it i'm talking about this is what people are ticked about are all all armor release in beyond light in season 12 uh, Armor 2.0 will have a combat style mod socket. In season 12, this socket will accept all charged with light and warmind cell mods. All Armor 2.0 armor acquired during seasons 8 and 11 have had their seasonal mod sockets replaced with a single unified legacy mod socket that can use charged with light, warmind cell, nightmare hunt, and garden of salvation last wish. I don't understand. What does that have to do with I'm ta- what I'm talking about? In either scenario, you're going to have to regrind for the armor. And people are angry about that. In either scenario, whether I use your quote or the quote that I'm on, I have to regrind for the armor in year four if I want Garden or Last Wish armor to have the new stuff. That's the same thing you're saying. You're just coming from a different vantage point. If I don't have the new slot, I'm going to die and my PC will explode. The only reason you would care about this is if you were going and running Last Wish and Garden of Salvation and caring about min-maxing. Like, I gotta have the absolute strongest build for this raid. I, You know what I mean? I, I don't understand. Like, that's why I say we have a tendency to look backwards. This system is for going forward. 
going forward, you're going to grind the new raid and it's going to have an extra slot and it's going to be for all the dope stuff in the new raid. This reads, if you got the raid armor in season 8 through 11, it won't be able to socket season 12 seasonal mods. So if I want to use my raid armor, looks with the new seasonal mods, I will need to get a new set of that armor. I think like blood's going to squirt out my nose. Yes, that's what I'm saying. If you want the new system, you got to regrind for the new armor. That's what I'm saying. You're approaching it from a different vantage point. We're both saying the same thing. We're saying that it needs to be grinded for again if you want the new cool system with the dedicated slot that allows you to use the new stuff. We're both saying the same thing. You're going to have to regrind for it and people are ticked about that. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like... The, the Beyond Light raid is going to matter more. You're going to be going for that. It's going to... Okay, think about it like this. If you're grinding the new Beyond Light raid and you're getting those new mods while you're in there, you're also going to be getting the new armor in that raid and then you're good to go. So it only matters if you want to go into the garden uh, the beyond light raid and immediately use those raid mods on old armor i i, I just I, I think people are grasping to be frustrated it just this is not this is not a, a a deal breaker or a significant problem it isn't if you're this worked up about it I, and i don't mean that in a condescending way if you're irritated by this i would imagine you're going to be jumping into the Beyond Light raid and going for the new stuff and going for the new mods. And if you're doing that, are you really going to be worried about your last wish and garden gear that's old? Especially your last wish gear, for frick's sake. I know they increase the infusion rate. I, I know. I know they did that. But you're not going to be going for the new stuff? I wish I had your composure. I tried to explain this to my clan, but I can't calm them down as all they can see is that they'll have to regrind for the raid armor for the third time in a single year. I just, I, I don't, I don't understand why you would do that. Why would you not go for the new raid stuff? I, I, <laughs> why are you, why are you concerned about last wish and garden armor? We're going into a brand new year. I want to use them for the looks. The garden armor looks dope. Okay, listen, that's a fair point, and I think this is why they understand that going forward, they need transmog. Like, I know transmog's not coming anytime soon, so that's not super comforting, but they're acknowledging that is a need. It's just that they can't meet that need right now. If you want to make yourself look like the garden armor, I get that, dude. I never got the titan helmet from garden and I love it I get it I get wanting to look cool I I love the way my uh, my characters look I put a lot of time into combing over not not shaders mind you I love Carminic on basically everything but I really take time to comb over the ornaments and kind of mix and match I've got some mix and match going on right now with my ornaments I love it so I, I get that but the idea that like that's this huge problem that if you want to look like garden you're going to have to go and you're going to have to grind for your garden stuff again so you can use the garden stuff to use the new mods I I just get tired about very specific quibbles I get I get uh I get tired um 
I want to affirm and acknowledge like, yeah, that's probably pretty frustrating if you spend a bunch of time putting together a garden armor loadout with great per- with great with great stats and now you're being told you can't use that armor set with the new mods in the new raid. I understand that, but that's really really narrow. How many people in the entire community of Destiny went and did their darndest to get a min-maxed garden armor set and they're like, I gotta regrind it all if I want to use those new those new mods or whatever? I think they're just chalking up as like, this is better long term, it's going to enable us to add this new mod slot so the new raid armor is cool and coveted, and then when you get the new raid armor, you can put the new stuff in it, and it's a system that'll contain the power, because we're containing the Hive Taken uh, and and uh, the Hive Taken and Fallen armament mods to the raids they came from, so there'll probably be some pretty dope mods that can only work uh, in this raid that'll be maybe of similar uh, power. How many times do we need to regrind? No, 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 no. No one is making you regrind. No one is making you regrind. They're saying the new stuff is... If you wanted Armor 2.0, they didn't turn all of your armor into Armor 2.0. You had to go out and get the new stuff. They're adding a new raid mod system that will be on the raid armor in the Beyond Light raid. And if you would like all of your old raid armor from Garden and Last Wish to also have this new system, you need to go and get it again. That's on you. No one's making you do that. Thanks, Mama. It's it's a new system. No one made you go grind for armor 2.0 armor. It was like, this is the update. Everything that drops from this point on is armor 2.0. And if you want armor 2.0 Leviathan armor or armor 2.0 last wish, you gotta go grind for it again. Like, I, I, I think, I think again, my diagnosis is that you're looking backwards instead of forwards. I can't believe how expensive it is to change the affinity on my armor. Stop looking backwards. You're looking at already masterwork armor. Look forwards. It's a great system. Any piece of armor that drops, if you're like, this is great, but I'd rather it be arc, whoop, you can switch it for very little currency. It's a great system long term. You're looking at the here and now and you're looking backwards. Think long term here. They're expanding and evolving what raid armor will look like, and you're like, but I'm gonna have to regrind last wish. Okay. What? Huh? What conversation are we freaking having right now? This is where we ask for a bigger glass of water to drink from, and then you're angry that you gotta put down your smaller glass of water. It's like, huh? This is ridiculous, dude. We go on these hikes, and I can never have enough water. I can never have enough water. My, my water bottle is too small. Oh, here you go. Here's a bigger water bottle. But what about my old water bottle? Huh? What just happened? Well, you said you want it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you want more. You want cooler, evolved, doper stuff. And then you all want to look backwards and be like... But the armor from two years ago, or the armor from Garden, is like, huh? More importantly, Season 12 and Beyond Light armor will use Charged Light and Warmind cells. Right, you don't even have to leave behind your build. You Think about it like that. Wheezy's making a great point. 
Think about it. You do not have to leave behind your Chargers Light or Warmind Cell builds if you like them. The new stuff's going to be able to use it. Like, they're not even really making you disrupt your builds. You just have to leave behind if, only if, you want to use the new mods from the new raid. You're going to have to switch to the new armor, or they're giving you the option to go regrind for Garden and Last Wish armor that'll have that slot. This feels like what people fear sunsetting will be. So it hits hard in the feelings. So people's fear for sunsetting is that dope new stuff will drop in the game. And they might have to go regrind old stuff. I've never heard anybody say that about sunsetting. People have feared that sunsetting will be them giving us our stuff back and and upping the infusion rate. So you have to regrind for it again. This is very, very different. I understand it falls under the umbrella of I have to go regrind, like regrind for a gnawing hunger ticked everybody off this season. So I get that. It just feels very different. You gotta break some eggs to make an omelet. If they're gonna make changes and they're gonna evolve things and make them better, it's likely going to have, at some level of the game, it's gonna poke somebody. Oh, ugh. Man. I spent all this time getting this garden gear going and I won't be able to use the new Beyond Light raid mods. And anybody should just be like, okay, so get the new armor and use the new mods then. What if the new armor is awesome and you love it and it looks dope? You're assuming that you're going to love Garden of Salvation armor's appearance for forever? I don't know. The new stuff might be pretty hot. So... I would always rather, okay, I would always rather them evolve and make things better than leave the game stagnant to respect your grind. Yeah, don't do sunsetting. Yeah, don't do armor 2.0. Why? Well, if you do armor 2.0, then people are going to have to grind for new armor and they're going to feel like they're having to regrind for stuff they already earned. Yeah, you know, don't do sunsetting. We don't want upper echelon gear. We don't want raid gear and trials flawless gear to stand out and be better. No, don't do that. Why? Because people are going to clutch their gear with white knuckles to the end of time and drown the game in 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 an overwhelmed and just bloated loot pool. Like, don't do any of these things to improve the game whether it's armor 2.0, the artifact, bounties, mod systems. Don't do any of that because people are going to feel like you disrespected the fact that they played the game and got loot. So just leave the game in a stagnant state of stupid because people are going to get ticked that they got to go and play the game more. So, I, I don't know. People don't get people don't get that sunsetting and transmog are happening. Well, I mean, transmog is we have no idea when transmog's coming. I wouldn't expect it any sooner than spring. I, I honestly wouldn't. I would not expect transmog any sooner than spring. Maybe they're gonna try and land it with bog because there'll be reasons to. to I don't know. I it, I wouldn't expect it anytime soon. <laughs> So, uh, oh, there we go. Reset just hit. Trials of Osiris returns. Here, I'm going to switch characters and see what it says on that little uh, alert box that always pops up. Next week in Destiny, Nocris has returned. Defeat him to learn... Oh, defeat him to learn more from the pyramid ships and claim your seasonal title? 
That's interesting. That's next week in Destiny, it says. Isn't that kind of what we did this week? That's kind of what we did this week. I don't know. Um, Infamy will be tripled in Gambit all week long. Festival of the Lost continues. That was this week. Are they drawing people's attention to that? Maybe they're going to be more obvious with it. It's not really a spoiler anymore, but maybe maybe they're going to make it more obvious. Or if that's this week, yeah, we went and did that already. Um, do we know where Zur is? I'm going to guess Tower. <laughs> I'm going to guess Tower. We're going to make him deader than before. Yeah, he's going to be dead dead this time. Double dead. Double decker dead. <laughs> Zerlock's like, I'm right here. Let me go to the next question while we try to find Zer. Earth says, okay, Earth. Winding Cove. I feel like he was just there. Maybe not. Necro says, off topic, but it's about the TWAB. Is the new light mission taking place before all of this happened, or does it take place at present time? I have no idea. I have no idea. They didn't say. They said there's a fire team. There's a fire team that is looking into something that the hive is doing on the EDZ. And uh that and you're going to basically go on that mission with him and you're going to learn about stuff. So I I don't I don't know. It could be maybe they've dressed up the 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 last array mission because that mission you end up going through a lot of the basic cosmodrome areas and then you end up um you end up in that back area or whatever. He's got a 63 worm husk with no intellect or strength and a lot of discipline. You'd really want a good worm you'd really want better mobility on a worm husk I would think. Yeah, this one has I've got a I've got a 15 here and then it had a 12 on recovery. That's not a very good worm husk. A 64 one-eyed mask and then a 62 fell winters. 62 fell winters. So he's bringing the helmets this week. Wardcliff as well. So, I'll leave this up for people that are going to be looking for Zer. Yeah, the one-eyed mask is probably worth buying. Um, that's a bomb worm husk. What are you talking about? How is this a good worm husk? I mean, it's actually good, but you'd, I would think you'd want more mobility than nine. I mean, I guess you could throw mobility on there. Is mobility the cheaper mod? You might be right. Mobility is the cheaper mod, isn't it? Yeah, it's three. So that's actually not terrible. So you could make that a 21. You could make that a 21. And then the recovery would be a 19 and discipline would be a 24. You know what? That's actually, you know, you're right. It actually really is a good one. Now that you now that you say that. Because um, it's got recovery discipline and then mobility is the cheapest. I always forget that mobility is the cheapest. So it's not too bad if it's gutted. So... Next season, you can make it a 41. Oh, yeah. Powerful friends. Yep. You're right. You are right. It needs intellect. Eh. Eh. Uh, but, yeah. 
I don't know about this, Necro. We don't know what that mission is or what it entails. I need to move a little bit faster. What are your thoughts on mods such as Reloader and Ammo Finder perks no longer being attached to an element? In my opinion, this is good because it means I don't have to worry that much about my armor's elemental affinity. Somebody already beat you to this. We've already talked about the removal of affinity. I think it's a good change. Reaper uh, coming in with the next question. Besides mods uh, consolidation and optimization, what's your opinion regarding a UI change? Show all possibilities for mods, gray out the ones you don't have. Well, it has to be able to work on the old uh, old systems, old consoles. It has to be able to work on the old consoles. So, they are doing a UI change. Uh, they're also doing an API change. They're going to Vulkan, and that's supposed to smooth things out and make things move a little bit uh, quicker. And so maybe that will give them some net benefits with respect to showing a bunch of mods, it being maybe too cumbersome, uh, you know, things like that could be uh, a nice result is that they... Um, they're able to give you more information or show you more things because maybe they're going to a, uh, a place where they're able to give you, you know, more information on the screen without breaking your freaking console. So some of that remains to be seen. I think when you look at the stasis aspects and fragments, it's clear they're updating the UI to some degree. They're not, they're not just like leaving it the same. So Dracus Pander. Hi, Lono. With the change to mod affinity, will this necessarily reduce grind since the impetus to get versions of each affinity will be reduced? Um, I don't know how many people were actually doing this, though. Um, I don't know how many people were like, you know what? I really got to get all three affinities. Um, I mean, I guess I kind of was, but given that we could change the affinity, it, it wasn't... I think that actually hurt the grind a lot. Well, that hurt the grind, but that shortened the grind a lot. So when I was grinding for really good stats in the the newest dungeon, I never looked at affinity. All I had to do was look at stats. That's all I had to look at. Because the uh, the affinity doesn't matter. So they've already kind of made affinity not matter even now with the ability to like very, very cheaply change the affinity on any armor piece that drops for you. So techno, do you think the increase, the, uh, the increase the drain on mods might make it harder to mix and match the weapon types? The sniper loader will be five hand cannon loader will be four, uh, along with ready speed mods being moved to arms as well. It seems difficult to mods for multiple weapons simultaneously. Well, I I think it's I think it's part and parcel to what min-maxing is supposed to feel like. If you never if you never allow if you never have the player saying if I want this, I have to give up that. If you're never saying that, then it's not a very good system, I would say. If you're never saying, oh, but if I want to run two reloader mods, I'm going to have to take this off. Because you're outlining a nine. So my pushback to you is, it's possible. It's possible. They have made it possible for you to run hand cannon and sniper reloader at the same time. However, 
you got to take stuff off to get there is that a problem I, I i don't know that gets pretty subjective if you're wanting to run two reloaders so both your sniper and your hand cannon reload blazing fast do you also need to be able to do that and have recovery and have a, a combat mod on i don't know you might say no that'd be imbalanced maybe I, I i i'm not sure if they go down into each little uh amalgamation of of combinations of mods and combinations of weapons to say we think an ammo and sniper reload combo is really strong and therefore it should you know negate people being able to run anything else i don't know if they do that they might just say if you're going to run two reloaders it's going to be expensive i mean think of it this way think of it this way it's already expensive if I were to run a 5 enhanced and a 4 standard that's a 9 that's a 9 if I were to run a 3 and a 4 that's a 7 so right now if I want to run hand cannon sniper that's a 7 that only leaves me that only leaves me 3 points so I can only do mobility and resilience discipline and strength I can't do recovery I can't do intellect it's already limiting what I can do on this armor. The minute I throw on two reloaders, and then I come over here, and I can do a handful of the single-digit ones and the double-digit ones, but I can't do... Uh, oh, and the threes. Yeah, you can do almost all of them. So yeah, it is going to knock off a lot of these, because a lot of these are threes, so it'll get bumped off. So, I the... If you're... The dexterity mods are being moved to arms as well. Oh, they are. Oh, I missed that. I didn't catch that part. The dexterity mods are being moved to arms as well. Okay. So you're saying if you want to run reload hand cannon, and which will end up being a four, and then you want to run sniper dexterity as well, which would make sense for quick scopes. Okay that's going to be no sniper rifle dexterity is not i didn't they say it's not going to be as expensive i don't know what they're going to do in these scenarios where it's a two normal three for enhanced because they said it wouldn't be the same cost as enhanced they said that so this stays a two or at the most it's a three so your hand cannon's a four that's a three that's a seven that leaves you with three None of the dexterities are that expensive. I mean, the, the, well, this one is. Enhanced shotgun's going to become a... Uh, shotgun dexterity's going to become a 5, more than likely. Scout rifle becomes a 2. Some of them, it's pretty easy to see what they're going to do. But some of them go... Some of them don't leave room for a, uh, a middle ground. So I honestly don't know. I, I don't. They are attempting to rectify a complaint that's been around since armor 2.0 got here that doesn't mean you're going to get your exact wish it doesn't mean they're going to be like yep we're taking all the reins off you do whatever the frick you want you know mods cost almost nothing now there's going to be instances where if you want to run sniper dexterity and hand cannon reloader you're going to run out of points that's just the nature of min maxing this is what i think happens I think people have a specific build in mind and they don't want any pain involved in that build. You don't want any pain. 
no sacrifice. You don't gotta make any hard decisions or take off any mods that you covet or like. And if that's your expectation, then I don't understand what 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 you think you're doing. Every game is set up that way. Every game. You wanna put this on, you gotta take that off. You wanna combine this with this, you're gonna lose this. More and more, I think when we have these discussions about these these limitations, people have an ideal in their mind. This is the build I want to go for, and I don't want to sacrifice anything to get it. And it's like, you're going to have to. Aspects and fragments are going to do that. Oh, this is a cool new ability. Wham! It's going to take 20 discipline away. Ouch! Yikes! This ability's cool, but I'm going to lose 20 discipline? I'm going to lose 10 recovery? or 10 resilience, you're going to be sacrificing the gain. That's the nature of building a build. It's not interesting if you can literally just go through and like a la carte buffet style, pick everything you want, ship it. I got everything I need. I'm done. You know, there's no thought involved. So... I, I gotta move on. I gotta move on. But I mean, good questions today. Good questions. Uh, does adding another mod slot to the raid armor really help their use of raid mods? I don't use the raid mods because of the drain on armor being completely used by other mods I put on. So I don't usually use the seasonal or activity mods because I prefer loader, scav, and reserve mods. I, I, I you're again, you're you're coming from you are coming from a place that I just politely rebuked a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> With love in my heart, I'm kind of reprimanding you here a little bit. It's like if you want to use those raid mods like enhanced relay defender, you gotta be willing to sacrifice something to get it. You want power at no cost. So you expect to strut into the raid all decked out with your scavenger loader reserve mods ho ho i'm here and they're like here you go here's some new mods that make you stronger in this particular raid great i should not have to make any changes to my loadout in order to use that what are you talking about you're gonna have to change your loadout what do you mean it 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 necessitates a change It's, it's a mod it's a new thing it's it's like you you get you get protective of it, which I understand getting protective of it. It's like this thing that you took this time to build and craft, and then that's the genius of games like this is you're presented with well, what about this? Oh, if I want that, I have to take this off, and if I take this off, it's gonna mess with this, which will require me to maybe move something on my helmet. And if I move something on my helmet, it's gonna require this. That's the beauty of a game like this. It perpetuates grind. Five slots and only 10 energy, and most mods cost three or more. You're not really engaging with everything I just said, that you're just stating something. I, if, if you expect to go into a raid with a fully orbed build, and then they drop in new raid mods in a raid slot, and you don't expect that to tr- disrupt your loadout at all, that's, I don't think that makes any sense. He's asking if there's going to be a separate cost. No, there's not going to be a separate cost. They didn't say that. Why would they do that? The point is you have to disrupt your build in order to get the power. Enhanced Relay Defender is really strong. You, sh- you don't just get that for free. At that point, 
At that point, why is it even a mod? It should just be a passive ability that you unlocked by playing. Hey, welcome to the raid. You unlocked Enhanced Relay Defender. It's always active when you're here. That doesn't make any sense. The whole element of a mod and a build is trade pain. You trade one for the other. It's it, Every game is like this. I want tons of strength. Okay, you're not going to have any points for agility. No, I want tons of strength and agility. Okay, you're going to have tons of strength and tons of agility. You're not going to have any health. You're going to be a glass cannon. But I want tons of agility, tons of strength, and tons of health. It doesn't work that way. You got to spec into generally two of the three. Or, or you go middle of the road on all. A three, three, four. You get you get ten skill points to spend. If you go five, five, zero, you're gonna be a glass cannon. If you don't want to be a glass cannon, you go three, three, four. Like it. It's always been. I don't know. It's always been. It's always been this way. In any game you play, you never approach a game and think, okay, so I'm playing through Diablo and I unlock a rune ability for you know enhancing uh, my poison dart as a witch doctor. Well, it's not fair. I should be able to equip this poison dart with this rune while also having all of my other abilities equipped. No! You only can have so many things equipped. You have to make a decision about how you want to build your character. So you strut into the raid, and they're like, here's Enhanced Relay Defender. Nice! It costs a little bit more, and it requires you to disrupt your loadout in your build. Why? Because that's literally the world you're in. Like, you're in a min-maxing world. min Maxing, you minimize one thing to maximize another. It wouldn't, there'd be literally no pride, no thought in your loadout if there was absolutely no trade pain. Just equip whatever in the frick you want. It's like a buffet of mods. Just give me one of those, 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 one of those. Yes, I'm done. It, I don't know. Like I said, I think a lot of the criticisms of this systems and a lot of the frustrations people have had is you come up with an idyllic build and you can't get there because you have to put something down in order to get it. Read developer comment under the raid mods. Ability to use that armor to craft your build both in and out of the raid. I don't understand why you're quoting that to me. What do you think that means? Are you drawing a conclusion from that? The reason they're doing that is it's supposed to be an extra slot so that you don't have to you don't have to necessarily take off think of it this way you don't have to take off the combat slot to get there you might have to take off your discipline or something I think that's more of what they're saying it's 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 easier for you to adapt right now it's like no you have to take off the seasonal mod to use enhanced relay defender That way we can play how we want. Isn't that what Bungie promised? Kappa? I was going to say, you better put a Kappa lately, but I will slap you. I like the min-maxing, but the drain of certain mods is too high. Okay, that's a separate discussion for another day for Bungie to sort out and figure out. Because that comes down to opinion. I don't, I don't know what you base that off of. Why should sniper dexterity or hand cannon loader or this scavenger or that you know reserve mod why should it cost a three or a four i am not going to get into that debate that's we are going to get lost in the weeds there
I'm speaking philosophically. You're going to have to trade one for the other. That's just how it is. Yeah, exactly, CJ Bulldogs. They're saying that so you can run your charge with Lighter Warmind and also raid mods. Exactly. You're still going to have to take something off. I mean, listen. It it's possible. It's possible, okay? It's possible that that they're going to give you this ability to we're aligning those mods with other raid mods and making them function only in the raid that they drop from, right? To prevent far-reaching consequences mentioned above. So, here here's the quote. The decision to give the raid armor a fifth mod socket dedicated solely to its raid mods should not only make the raid armor a more valuable reward, but also should compensate for the restriction on the usage of these raid mods with the ability to use that armor to craft your build both in and out of the raid. Now, I am not going to read into this and project into this that raid mods will suddenly cost no energy. I don't think that's what they're saying. I think they're saying it should make it a more valuable reward because it's going to have more flexibility in your build. If they decide to make raid co- raid mods cost nothing so that you can go in and your build doesn't change, right? And you just slap the mod in depending on the encounter. I'll be kind of shocked if they do that. I'm not going to complain, but I'll be shocked. I think that'd be a weird decision. To say, oh no, yeah, you can slap on these these really really strong mods, and they uh, they don't cost anything. Okay, at that point, why wouldn't you just make that an intrinsic perk then? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because if this fifth slot's only on raids, you know what they just did? They made the raid mod, they made the raid gear better, and you you have to make that choice. If they were just gonna make it intrinsic, they wouldn't need to do this. They wouldn't need to add another slot. That to me tells me it's gonna cost. It's gonna cost energy. It's going to. It, it, they wouldn't have had to do this. They could have said, uh, "Raid mods are, are now being turned into intrinsic raid perks, so that you do not have to uh, uh, um, adjust and move around your mods in order to get the perks inside the raid." I, I, do, I don't think they're gonna cost zero. I think that's a bit of a stretch in light of what's being stated here. Whew. All right. A lot of good back and forth today, though. A lot of good back and forth. If you're enjoying the show, remember to click subscribe and the like button. Thank you for being here. Uh, a lot of Raid Race streamers were advocating for disabling the high fall and taken mods for an even playing field. Do you think Bungie went too far by deprecating two out of three of those mods and restricting taken to last word? A uh, last wish. Uh, in my opinion, these mods were very useful in endgame content. Solo Dungeon, Grandmaster Nightfall, ETC. Well you're right they are very useful but that doesn't mean that they're helpful and good for the game um you could argue technically that the wardcliff ammo glitch was really really useful in the end game but does that mean it should have stuck around do you see what i'm saying like i wouldn't i won't disagree with you yep <laughs> really useful when you're by yourself really useful in a grandmaster does that mean it's helpful and good for the game's health? I don't think so. What it was doing to Gambit, what it would do to a day one raid race. First and foremost, Grandmaster Nightfalls need to be completely retooled. Secondly, 
I think plenty of people were soloing stuff before they had the ability to do that. So, it's not a requirement to do a solo dungeon, I don't think. Um, you know. So, you're right. Useful. Heck yeah. Really strong. Um, see what I mean? But the glitch is not intended. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll see your point and I'll raise you the same point in another way. I don't think it was intended for these mods to reach into Gambit and give you heavy ammo the entire time. When they designed Gambit, they never intended for people to go in there and have heavy ammo every 10 seconds. I don't think they intended that. If you go in there with a high discipline build and a demolitionist gun, you literally get heavy the entire dadgum time. That was never intended. So you're right. It wasn't intended for the Wardcliff to do that. I don't believe these mods were ever intended to do what they've been doing to the game. <laughs> Do you see? I now listen. They've not come out and said that, but the fact that they're limiting them to the raids themselves would say, yeah, we this is not really what we thought was going to happen. It's having unintended consequences. Uh, do they? They might even use. Do they use that word here? Um, they've been proven to be problematic in Gambit and have significantly reduced the challenge of dungeons. That to me is them saying this is an unintended consequence. They proved, they have proven over time to be problematic in Gambit and significantly reduce the challenge of dungeons. So they're basically saying that's not what we one of these things to do. They're doing something that we didn't plan and are therefore being now limited in their use. Wardcliff giving you free heavy, same deal. Like, listen, track with me here. The Wardcliff glitch was almost not different at all from these armaments. Why? You throw a grenade and you get heavy. You switch your you switch your heavy and you get heavy. Like it was very similar. It was like minimal effort. <laughs> and you got heavy. I do agree with you, it's broken in Gambit, but should be tested before launch forsaken, since it launched with Gambit. Well, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole with you and be like, did they test it? How could they not test it? How could they not foresee this? That's called a woulda, shoulda, coulda, and those those discussions just make me want to take a nap. Who cares at this point? Why? Woulda, shoulda, coulda. You've gotten to enjoy it all this time, and now they're relegating it to where it belongs. Woulda, shoulda, coulda, if they would have done this right, we wouldn't be having this discussion, and you never would have been able to use it in the Grandmaster. You never would have been able to use it in your solo dungeons. So, woulda, shoulda, coulda discussions are pointless. Because you wouldn't have been able to do all the things you've been able to do with it. <laughs> reckoning, reckoning farming was very similar. Uh, Ashen. I'm scared, Lono. With combat mods coming to exotic armor, does that mean that we'll also start being sunset? I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. Um, listen. I told you they were going to come for your exotics next. So if it happens, I try to tell you. <laughs> it makes more sense to sunset exotics and to keep nerfing them into the shelf, into the vault. All they do is nerf your exotics into the vault. Sleeper, uh, well, Izanagi's didn't really get nerfed into the vault. Whisper kind of did. They just nerf them into the vault. I don't know if they're going to have time, though. The exotic pool is so big. The exotic pool is so big. I don't know if they're going to have time to. 
honestly maybe lightfall will be a turning point and they do something like that I, I don't know I really don't so they clearly don't have enough bandwidth to even produce enough legendaries we're getting way less exotics than in Forsaken I mean I I don't want to go down that that uh, that road with you right now because we're, we're nearing the end of Q&A light leap I, I don't think there's I don't think that they've they clearly don't have enough bandwidth to produce enough legendaries because we haven't seen everything we're not in the uh, the DLC so I, I don't I don't want to give that assertion ground because I don't think it's clear um you could predict it or presume it or theorize it, but I don't think it's clear. Um, so I don't think if they start coming for exotic armor and guns, they're going to have to start next year. I'm just going to say that they're going to have to start next year. The exotic pool is enormous. It's huge. There's so many exotics in the game. They can't just sunset them all. They'd have to do it piecemeal. They would come for your sunshot and your all your vanilla, and then they'd have to come for the next batch and the next batch and the next batch. So they have to they'd have to do it in waves. Unholy taco with the twab. Do you get a good sense of the raid loot being better for raids? With them adding a raid armor mod to raid armor, I feel that they are finally giving the raid uh, a reason to grind raid loot, at least in the armor so far. I feel like this is great for raid loot. I, I just thought of something about raid loot and the weapon system. If they're going to do this to the armor, what are you going to do to guns? Huh? I got it. I got it. A fifth slot. What do you mean a fifth slot? Guns are going to get the four slots that armor has, the four slots that the ghosts have, guns are going to get the energy level, and then raid weapons will have a fifth slot. Trials weapons will have a fifth slot. Ship it. Please let that be the weapons update that's coming. Please. If not, like, I'm very interested in what they do to make weapons stand out. Homogenize it all. Energy level, four mod slots, a fifth for raid. Four mod slots, a fifth for adept trials. It works. So, I... That just made me think of that. Because if not, it's going to be like, well, how in the world are you going to make the raid guns stand out if they don't do something like that? If guns are still three perks and one mod, I don't know. Um, so we'll see. I mean, we'll see. This does make me hopeful, though, that they are swinging. It seems like they're kind of swinging somewhat hard at this. As long as the stat propensity is high on the raid gear, the raid, the raid armor, then this is a good, this is a good place to start. Brendan, off-topic question. If they drop last-gen consoles at Witch Queen, does that give hope for Destiny beyond Lightfall? Doesn't make sense to drop it uh, if Destiny would only last for a year after. They, they have plans beyond Lightfall, homie. There are, there are, there are enough breadcrumbs to deduce that. Pete Parsons said by 2025, there'll be a multi-franchise developer with Destiny 2 being dramatically evolved, the dry erase board and the one vid doc. They have plans beyond Lightfall. They do. So... I uh I don't think I'm not gonna like die on that hill, but I think there's enough. We have enough to go on to say, yeah, they've got plans beyond Lightfall. So, 
So, great Q&A. Stick around for VIPs. If you want to call in and debate this, discuss this, we're going to let VIPs call in and talk to me live. If you're not a VIP, you could pick VIP and hop in the Discord and talk to me live on the air. Easiest way to help me out, though, click subscribe and the like button. A lot of people leave when Q&A is over, so do me a favor. If you're one of those folks that just you check out around this time, smash subscribe and like on your way out, okay? Would love for you to stick around. We're having a good time. We're going to do VIP call-ins. I'm going to eat a little bit. We're going to keep chatting, debating. You guys are the absolute best. If you're listening to this elsewhere, like the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a VIP call-in that followed my talk about the armor mod updates that were outlined in Bungie's TWAB. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or any of the podcast platforms, you can always catch me live at no to rage.com i got a pretty full call-in list today uh and we've got at least one new maybe two brand new uh callers calling in we're gonna start with dr slay coming to you first what did you want to talk about today yeah so um i had a crazy idea pop into my head the other day when i was listening to your uh talk on the world tears and mm-hmm. um so the the idea i had i was just gonna bounce it off you the one of my favorite things about this current season is the ability to actually focus the umbrals to try to go the right direction you know like oh i want this certain weapon or i want this certain like spec or whatever on my armor um so the idea that popped in my head was what if we applied that to something similar to like like an adept weapon situation so for just general world drops and things like strikes and basic crucible we just open up all perk combinations on all guns so you know there's you know 40 different perks it could be in, in each of the different slots and it's just total anarchy now you have a chance to get a god roll that you're looking for but it's a lot harder from those ones okay and then when you switch to like pinnacle level gear so like the pinnacle drops for your weeklies or for, for raids trials etc um the the perks that can drop are more specialized so you go into a raid instead of having this wide open you know 40 different possible perks for the for these guns or whatever that drops now the perks that drop from the raid are specialized to pve kind of stuff so if you're going for a god roll you can say like okay i'm going to do the pinnacle raids to try to really focus in my my god roll farming or i'm going to go and do trials so i can really focus in my god roll farming uh so as opposed to just having it just be wide open and it kind of gives people another reason to to refarm these things without actually making them create new perks or create new um, different types of guns and stuff so this would be a way to achieve gear hierarchy so the raid and trials adept stuff's clearly better and you're doing it by way of making like world drop or common loot have really really random broad perk pool right yeah for sure okay I guess my question for you would be if I somehow shoot the moon and get an insanely great god roll from a public event, can it get can it get a really good perk combination that would be equal to what a raid could get, or would there be, or would there be better specific or newer or, or you know obviously stronger perks when I go up into the harder content? Would that also be a part of your system? So I, I would say part of the draw to this system is that 
anybody could get a god roll. So, because you're always going to have this fight between like the hardcores and the casuals, and the hardcores are always saying like, "Well, it should only you know us in the in our pinnacle raids and trials should be the people with the most powerful gear, no matter what." Right. And the casuals are always complaining because then that locks them out because they can't get a raid team together or they don't have the time for that kind of stuff. So, to me, if it's something like say like uh, you got like a one in a thousand chance to get that perfect god roll from doing a public strike, but you have a one in fifty chance of getting that god roll from doing a raid that kind of sort of helps cater to both both sides you know like most of the raiders are eventually going to get that god roll just from playing their activities the the people who aren't doing the raid still have the chance to it they just it's just a much harder chance for them yeah um i it's not that i dislike it i just worry that it would remove some of the things i really really want to see and i would hearken things back to genesis chain focus firefly um, I don't know if I would want Focus Firefly dropping in the wild, even if it's a super, super rare chance. There's there's millions of people playing, so you you have the potential of something at raid quality dropping. Now, I know that the argument that would come back would be frequency. It's like it's hardly ever going to happen. It would be super infrequent. I just, when I look at a raid or I look at Adept Weapons for Trials... I want there to be a clear, distinct difference between those guns. And I think I can do that while also giving uh, casuals the opportunity to get god rolls. But I think one of the things they could tap into is something we hinted at a little bit ago, where the raid armor is going to have a fifth slot for raid stuff. And if they give the guns the same treatment they're giving ghosts and the armor, you know, those are the four slots, and then a raid gun has that fifth slot, and then there's raid mods to make those guns cooler and stronger that kind of bring back the Oracle Disruptor from Vogue, where you know, the gun has a particular thing that you can tap into that makes it, you know, better in the raid, but I also think I want that unique factor and the, and the strength factor to be there, and I worry that you're going about it in a way that would in a roundabout way, I would still get that like, you could still be able to get great rolls on weapons in the public space, you know um you, there would still be the, the the ideal version of a shotgun or a hand cannon or an auto rifle dependent upon the the perk pool that was there. My concern with your system would be you might potentially work against the very thing that you're fighting for, which is telling casuals, well, they have a chance. If it's if it's such an infinitesimally small chance then it wouldn't, I don't know if it would even matter. If they're like, well, yeah, I can get an amazing god roll or those amazing perks, but the odds of getting that combination are, it's like winning the lottery while getting struck by lightning. I mean, if they, if, if it became that rare or that infrequent, then it might actually grate against the entire intention that you have, which is to sort of, you're almost sort of sending a, uh, an olive branch down to the casuals and saying, hey, there's a chance you can get this crazy, insanely awesome stuff, but I mean, it'd be super rare. Um, I don't know. I, I think the way weapons work in Destiny, you could have totally fine, excellent versions of weapons, uh, b- games three through six uh, in Trials and Strikes, Public Space and all of that, and then Adept versions come in and they offer a little extra something, a little extra punch. Uh, I mean, Adept Weapons and Trials literally just had a black skin and they were celerity intrinsic. So you got that perk that really only mattered in Trials. And, you know, you're the last man standing, you get like perk, you know, the gun performs better. Um, and I think that was, I think that was good enough for most people. Um, 
and I think what's happening now is I do think people are concerned when you got one of the raid team members saying well, we want to make more recluses and if that's where you're going to have to go to get something at the level of a recluse you're going to have to go to a raid or a depth trials that's going to create a pretty big chasm between the weapons you know, I'm going to be down here grinding for a basic SMG and you're going to be up there with your recluse um, you know, you're from the raid I don't necessarily think that is a problem or reason to create this bridge you're trying to create between endgame and non-endgame so there's at least this sliver of a chance I love the idea of like I think on paper I look at it, I'm like well that sounds pretty cool like anybody can just randomly lightning strikes and I'm like dude look at this weapon I got oh my gosh this is like at the level of a raid weapon it sounds cool but I just I don't know if it would achieve what you're hoping for because I do think casuals especially the casuals you're trying to appeal to you're trying to appeal to casuals that they covet the raid gear or the adept trials gear but they don't have the team the prowess the patience or the skill to go up and get it but they want it anyway if you're trying to appeal to them i would worry this super super low drop chance wouldn't even really achieve what you're aiming at if that makes sense yeah that's totally a good point but i i don't know I do like the idea of just a generic world loot pool that has like an insanely broad perk pool. I like that. I did like that. You kind of had me there, but I would, I would, I would want it to be very clear as you go up the the ladder in Destiny content, that funnel narrows. So even if you're just going into strikes, that funnel narrows and the guns can get better and it's a little more likely to drop something dope. And then Nightfall, Master Nightfall, Grandmaster, like as you climb that ladder, that pool narrows and gets cooler and better. They might get a lot more capital out of their guns if they do that. So then they don't need to make this giant quantity of weapons. They make a good injection of weapons every season, but the weapons themselves exist on a spectrum of quality depending on where you get them, if that makes sense. Yeah, and there's nothing that says that you can't do both, right? Like, you could have them climbing up the ladder and then the, the narrowing and the narrowing, or, or the focusing of the of the perks or whatever, but you could still do what you're saying, having the, the extra slot for, like, the top, top pinnacles, so, like, the extra raid mm-hmm. slot for raid perks for on guns or, or trials perks on guns or whatever. Yeah, and I think that fifth slot is is really the right way to do it. Because if somebody was like, well, I really want that gun. It's like, why? It has Oracle Disruptor on it. What does that matter to you if you're never running the raid, right? Like, what do you care? <laughs> um, there's no Oracles in the public space and strikes. So I think there's a sense in which what you're saying could work and maybe be a nice... I guess maybe a quantitative loophole where Bungie could get a lot more capital out of a small like oh man we only got 30 weapons yeah but uh they get pretty dope the higher up you go the ladder you know the you start getting them dropping grandmasters and masters they're awesome you know they get some good good combinations um that would work with my idea where I think there should be grandmaster loot every season every season there should be grandmaster loot one or two guns you know, and then maybe like an ornamental armor set. Well, that would work because that weapon would drop as a Grandmaster version that has a particular set of perks that's either better or narrow or, you know, increasing the likelihood of you getting something dope. Um, I think I think that could work. I, I have the sneaking suspicion they would never do anything like this, even though I think fundamentally <laughs> it would it would potentially give them a whole lot more capital out of their loot. Like, if you... Any gun you add to the game has purpose outside of just like filling a loot pool you know if the gnawing hunger can drop in the world and can drop from an umbral but could also drop from the highest tier of reckoning 
and Gambit wins, and it has like a better version of itself, and then you do the same thing with some of the other weapons, have them dropping in strikes, and they slowly get better the higher up you go. I I don't know. I feel like you get a lot more capital out of twenty to twenty five to thirty weapons a season. Um, instead of everything feeling so compartmentalized, it's everything feels like encased and that's why weapons just started to feel very samey. It's like, these are, these are the guns we've chased before. Uh, we've chased scouts and hand cannons and pulses with all these perk combinations. So, yeah, that's kind of where I was heading. Like then, then for me for the season, I'd be like, okay, well, I want to grind this season's gnawing hunger for the PVE roles. And then for the gambit role and for the trials role. And, and it doesn't cost them anything extra development time wise, because it's really just the same gun, just with a different set of perks. So, yeah. 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 Well, good. Thanks for calling in, dude. It's good talking to you. Nah, thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Lightleaf says, 30 weapons per season. We're getting eight at the moment. Well, okay, now cal- calm down. Calm down. When we counted up the weapons for Season of Dawn, it was like 26. I highly doubt we're only getting eight weapons in Beyond Light. That seems incredibly unlikely. <laughs> um, we-, we got 30... You don't count the reissues? Oh, I see what you're saying. I, oh, but some of the ones that were reissued were basic. Yeah, I mean, if they would have given them a completely new models, because they were essentially new guns, right? Weren't a lot of them static, and they became random? Um, uh, all right, well, I got to move on. I got to move on. I'm getting caught up in, in an ongoing debate about quantity every season, quantity every, uh, every expansion. I'm coming to... Uh, I'm going to come down here to Sir Charles, first time ever calling in. What did you want to talk about, sir? Well, can we all agree that the uh, P2P connection base sucks? (laughs) We can, we can. Do you have a particular thing in mind that isn't isn't going all that well because of peer-to-peer? Okay, and and yes, and and thank you for letting me be second on this because I kind of got an idea of how the conversation flow goes, okay? As far as P2P goes, what I'm talking about is Bloom and uh, registration. Okay. So I I think we've all had those issues. Okay, so here's a question. Here's a thought, maybe. Okay, now, I've always had kind of crappy RNG as far as being able to get things. Rather more, I got all the mods in the raids the first time around. I played them relentlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I had a week where I didn't have a whole lot of spare time, I'd watch the bids. You know, hell, I'd, I'd go to, you know, punch it in the wall, go to Shiro, go backwards, you know, get the chest, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. Um, now, since they're taking those away... Uh, as far as open world gambit things like that and, and I'm a PVE main I'm not a P2 P, I'm not a PVP guy I'm 54 years old my skills are going to go downhill not uphill sorry uh-huh. uh, that, that's just the way it is but having uh, uh, having a bad RNG number somehow or another uh, how are we going to compensate for that because that is what was my motivation to actually go and get those mods right if I don't have the good RNG well screw it I can kind of tilt the table in my favor a little bit um, are we going to make the ammo finders more uh, more active are we going to do something with that right is that going to be balanced out somehow that's my question is what can be balanced out the ammo finders, the ammo finder perks, heavy ammo, yeah. special ammo. That's the thing. 
Yeah. The yeah, the, the the structure of mods is changing, but like the impact hasn't really been addressed, right? Cuz they did say enhanced is now normal with a and so but and no, so normal is going up slightly in cost, but as far as like finders, um scavenger reserves and all of that, they didn't say any tweet they didn't say anything about how strong those are or if those are being balanced or not like stacking a scavenger in crucible or ammo finders like i i personally think we should throw ammo finders in the toilet and just have ammo economy be more regular so that it's not so random um we shouldn't need we shouldn't need something in our build that feeds us ammo like ammo should just sort of be coming on a regular basis uh, and I agree with you on that, okay? I, I'm all for a stagnant, you know, you get you get five kills, then you get one heavy ammo. You get three kills, you get one special ammo. And that's just the way it works, and that takes the, the RNG completely out of the loop. Mm-hmm. Now, what I was going back on as far as your P2P interface, right, lots of times things don't register. So I remember getting my, my Luna's Howl. Dear Lord God in heaven, what a pain in the butt that was. And that's back in the 180 days, right? So uh, that was a gatekeeper's hell. But I would sit there and consecutively land the headshots that would count as body shots. And this goes to the P2P, whereas the further you are away from hosts, it is factually proven that that affects your bloom. Right? So I'm landing, I mean, decided headshots, but it's counting bodies. And you understand yeah. what that means as far as your mm-hmm. uh, Luna's and now Forgotten Quest goes, dear yeah. God. So, um, uh, how can we? My question would be my understanding of how this works, and I'm a Gambit guy, I'm like number two or three overall as far as most banks and shit like that. I'm not going to go into my, into my resume for that. But, what I have noticed is if I go for a straight out Slayer build with an ammo finder on, I'm going to get heavy ammo, but I'm also going to get between, you know, 85 and 120 Slade, right? Mm-hmm. So with a P2P system, are they considering maybe making that an assist to count into that? My understanding of how it works is the more kills you get, the higher a chance you have of actually activating the finder, right? So in knowing that we're dealing with a broken system, would they count the assist towards that finder? And I don't think that that is something that has been addressed, but you're kind of on the inside, well, I guess to some degree as a a content creator, would you have a thought process on that? Yeah, uh, I did a video on this about the ammo economy and how I'm not pleased with it. And it to me, it always feels like a flat tire. I go and see heavy bricks everywhere, and then I go through a long stretch of time and I don't see any. Also, heavy finder bricks are somewhat worthless. Sometimes, I mean, if you, I think if you use it on a grenade launcher, you could literally get one grenade from a finder brick, which is, I mean, that's literally worthless. It, it, it right. not, it's close to being literally worthless. So, I I have continued to advocate for removing all of those ammo. We don't need scavenger. Well, I mean, I guess you could have scavenger and reserves. Scavenger is good. Yeah, we don't need the finders. We do not need finders. I just think the game should be rhythmically giving me ammo. And one of the ways I argued this is 
raids that have multiple phases that are somewhat assumed. It's Most people were not going to one phase Axis and Wrath of the Machine. Most people are not one phasing the Garden of Salvation final boss. This means there's multiple phases. And when you empty all of your heavy into the boss and then you don't get any back, it limits your ability to do damage based purely on RNG. It has nothing to do with skill or strategy as a team. You are limited in your damage output based by the roll of a dice. And so I've continued to say, lean on the system that Doom uses. I should be equipped to feed myself ammo on some form of a refresher. Yeah, Reaper's putting it in chat. In Doom, the system of the needing the gas and using the chainsaw and getting your armor and all these other things to get ammo back, I would love to see finishers on a cooldown and the finisher does something after such a cooldown uh, happens. So every minute or so, if I use my finisher on an enemy, it gives me ammo. And dependent upon the enemy that I use it on, maybe, determines what pops out. And what this does is it gives you the ability rhythmically to care for your ammo economy to ensure that you have what you need. It wouldn't be absurd. Like, armaments is absurd. Like, you, people can have grenades, <laughs> you know, so often with demolitionists and good discipline. You can constantly have ammo with armaments. I'm talking about something that would be rhythmically available. It would be right down next to your melee and grenade boxes. It'd be a little box of a guy doing like a backflip. And once that thing is fully charged, I can use it on an enemy and it now has utility in the game. It's feeding me ammo. Get rid of ammo finders. This is, I think, this is the way, right? This is the way. This is how you give players control over ammo economy without having to retool it or break ammo flow with something like armaments. That's That's been my position for a while, and I can't, I can't stand the ammo economy in this game. When I did the dungeon day one, we got to the second encounter with the bowl, and we used all our heavy on the boss, and then we satisfied another round, right? his shield went up and we went and did all the things again and it was time to damage him again and I had no heavy and someone's like well you should manage your heavy better I'm like what do you mean how do you how do you manage your heavy better I don't understand like I, I used it all to do damage to the boss and then second phase I have none not determined by me not determined by my skill or my team's strategy or game awareness I simply haven't gotten any ammo and if you make it up to me I could have in between phase one and phase two utilize my finisher in an appropriate or strategic way to feed myself ammo for the next damage phase. I am now in control of ammo economy in a healthy and moderate way, but I don't feel like my damage output is determined by RNG. So that's that's what I think they should do. So what you're saying is for your you are, and I think we're on the same page, you want a a static uh, quote-unquote reward system you okay so what you're looking for is something reliable and that's what I'm looking for yes okay so like I said I've got crappy RNG so I went and I, I took the time to farm the mods twice since they changed the mod system and now they're taking it away from me but but what that does not take away from me is a crappy RNG so what I'm looking for is something where I have at least some control over that that's my question. Are we going to maintain some control or or do we just go back to saying, eh, sorry, man, you're screwed. You got crappy RG. Tough luck. Right. When somebody's bringing up that you can use the finisher mod or whatever, those are attached to the artifact and that robs your super. I don't want to rob Peter to pay Paul. Like, give me the ability to control right. my ammo economy without robbing my super. That's, that's my position gotcha. on it. Uh, no, uh, five by five on that. So... 
Did you have anything else you want to talk about? It was great talking to you. Um, let me see. Yeah. Good to go, man. I, I don't think uh, we sorted anything, but I think we uh, kind of agreed on more yeah. than I thought we would. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Always remember, guys, you can call in as a VIP like this. Uh, if you're currently in here and have called in or you're waiting to call in, remember to remute yourself when you're not talking. But, man, it's been good to have uh, some new voices in here. Going to Necro, what did you have for me today, sir? I'll keep it short today because we got the main event coming up. He knows who he is. <laughs> My question would be about PvP. Um, I get the feeling that they're just going to go all in cons- Concerning all the utility uh, with, with the uh, exotics and the gear. I wanted to know uh, if they are going to just kind of let it hang in the air for a while, then fine tune later on, or what? What's your opinion? Fine tune what again? They want to fine tune our gear because we have all these different effects, and through our specials too, I mean, people believe that it's broken. I'm thinking, are they going to just let it be chaotic for a while, or are they going to tune it at day one? What do you think? I mean, this is the this is the age old question for Destiny: is how soon will they make a change? How do they determine if the change is needed? And with Hardlight, it's like a month and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if they knew Hardlight needed adjusted within two weeks. You know, within a week or two, but it took way longer than that. Um, there's like three things that have to be kind of like boxes have to be checked in order for them to make a change. Number one is the community all saying something very similar. Is feedback becoming uh, unanimous or unified to a degree? Then, can that feedback be backed by data? Too many people are running thus and so weapon, and if they can't back that by the data or the time to kill on the weapons not as bad as people say, then that's kind of the end of the flowchart. But if the data backs up what the community is saying, then they determine we need to do something, and they go into testing mode. And that's that's the lengthier process. Uh, you know, so it usually takes a couple of weeks probably for them to conclude, indeed there are trends in the game that are broken, bad, or too strong. And because of that, now we need to go into testing mode to figure out a viable solution so we don't break the breakneck. No pun intended, right? They made changes and they gave the breakneck negative DPS. And it's like, we don't want to have that. Like, well, we need to nerf this or change this. And they end up, you know, busting stuff. Um, So I don't think you're going to see anything adjusted, especially considering it was delayed. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see any adjustments or major changes, nerfs, buffs, or whatever, until maybe the winter season. Because they're just trying to get the product out at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't see them really pushing a whole lot of emphasis on as soon as it launches being like okay we're going to be monitoring to make sure nothing's too strong do you know what I'm saying right um, I would hope that if they have to find t- uh, tune some of these effects it doesn't totally contradict what they wanted to do concerning sunsetting I know they, they're exotics and whatnot, but people would still think even with this they want to know if things are going to be left untouched or are they going to still balance? I I still think regardless, they're going to tweak the game. If, like you said, if it, if a gun falls outside of the parameters of what they intended, they have to fix it. They're not going to just sit there and say, "Well, you got you got four months in a season to enjoy it. We're going to look after it." You know, next time. I mean, I, you think it would be messy? 
if uh, these things are too powerful? Well, we still have a sandbox twab coming, so we gotta we gotta obviously wait for that. And if the exotics that they just put in that trailer are too powerful, uh, I don't know. Like I'm always I'm always the guy that sort of likes the let's have what is in essence not necessarily in the how extreme it was but we all remember laser tag weekend okay in essence i'm okay with that happening periodically as long as it's not as extreme like laser tag was extreme if it's that extreme it it becomes unfun it becomes mayhem all the time you you wouldn't want to play mayhem every day of the week every you know every month um and you're like in a wind tunnel or something. Uh, so yeah, I got a breeze. It's okay. Uh, so th- that's how I would look at it. I would say, you know, I, I'm okay with it being kind of wild and crazy for a while, and then tone it all down. But I, but at the same time, I do say like a lot of this stuff might have the scories effect on trials. Like I, I, I still think that Titan Exotic is the new wide mask. It's the new Antius Wards. Being able to enter a lane with an overshield every 15 seconds, or or even faster is, I, I'm telling you, it's going to be the most hated exotic. <laughs> People are going to hate it. Uh, as a passing thought, I'm thinking, they should have a mode in private, which is a mod, pre-nerfed, you know, sleeper stick, pre-nerfed recluse, and people could just, like, go back and use it when it was in its heyday. And, you know, it wouldn't really bother nobody. Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned, laser tag. I always said to Bungie, let's have mods where we alter our handicap we have one health we could go 4v4v4 maybe v4 and just go ahead with the few the linear fusion rifles no the trace rifles sorry and just go ahead and have laser tag i mean these kind of things i think are fun (laughs) they should be in the game yeah in some way shape or form and sometimes i think they do it by design it's like it's like an accident it's like an on-purpose oops it's like oops everything's crazy right now and everybody talks about it blogs about it and plays and then they nerf it and then something else rises so I mean I, I definitely think they do that some of that by design as well mm-hmm. well that's it for me on to the main event with uh, Senior Light Leap okay thanks <laughs> for calling care. in homie alright I'm going to adjust the volume a little bit because Light Leap's mic is usually pretty good some of the mics today have been a little quieter so I've had to make some adjustments so here I come to uh, Mr... Mr. Pessimist, Mr. Negative. <laughs> what do you mean uh, you're turning me down? I want to yell into the ether. Okay. Well, <laughs> well what, um, you've been debating Discord for a while. What's going on? Yeah, that's true. No, so um, to PvP, I think I, I'm actually surprised that you didn't bring that up. I, I, I somehow feel we're closer to leaving PvP behind than back when you were theorizing about it, don't you think? With no new Crucible maps, for example? Mm, yeah. But they're adding adept trials weapons, and they promise new trials weapons in season thir- season thirteen. So I I don't know. True, that's true. It's it's weird though, right? I mean, don't even bring like a Europa map. It's just it's odd this discrepancy. It, it but, is. It is. Maybe they had plans to not. <laughs> maybe they had plans to not do PvP in D three. They're like, we just have to cut it. It's terrible. But I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe they didn't oh, make yeah. any maps for it. That's interesting. Yeah. Um. Well, my my question is mostly thinking about the TWAB and that haven't been somewhat a disappointment to me all these changes are some I, 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 mean, I mean they're good changes I'm not going to debate that but they are updates to a game that should happen on the side not coming up to a larger season I want to hear more beefy stuff mm. so 
I don't know. I've been debating Discord specifically about quantity. What do you think? I, I, I feel like, especially your three, we've been going down in quantity constantly now. And we're all excusing it. Yeah, it's year three. Now we know it's a refocus of the game. And no, we know year three was bad. But now still people are saying, okay, it's justified. You know, I, I prefer more quality of a quantity. This is still a looter shooter, right? So right. I, I still requires some quantity. I don't know. I think at least the amount of exotic, forsaken level exotics. Okay, this is an assumption. I agree. But I don't know. I, I feel like wish leaks have been true so far. So let's assume it would only be eight exotic weapons. That's three less than forsaken. And we got three exotics armor pieces per class. Now we got two, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. think that... And I, Disregard quality. Don't you think, actually, Forsaken level should be the minimum quantity of exotics for for a, for an expansion this size? Um, uh, That's a good question. Like, I don't know where I land on exotics because... I'm... I'm I'm going to talk about both sides of my mouth. It is it is a little concerning to be like, wow, we're getting less exotics, what's going on? But then I'm also like, exotics are either um, sort of gimmicky to the point that I don't want to use them a whole lot. Like, I don't really touch them. I don't take Bastion anywhere, okay? Uh, obviously, people love it in Crucible. But, so they're either kind of gimmicky to the point that I never use them, or they're so good or so build defining that that's all you run and and so i'm always kind of like eh who cares if we don't get a ton of exotics exotics either land in one of those buckets they either land in a bucket of like who gives a crap it's just a chintzy goofy gimmicky weapon that i'll never take into the end game with me or it's build defining you gotta run this you're gonna run phoenix well you're gonna run Riggs tether um, well, now it's worm husk, you know, and and, and it, with weapons too, it all falls into one bucket or the other. It's either like this thing is unbelievable, it's breaking boss fights, the damage is absurd, or it's like, oh, it's a cool primary I'm never going to use in hard content. So like, I'm I'm almost, I wouldn't say like I'm agnostic or apathetic about exotics, but I'm the god roll chaser. That matters more to me. I want perk depth. I want to see the gun system evolved because that to me, that's the chase. That's the content loop. Exotics aren't a content loop. Exotics are either, again, they're in one of those buckets. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't mean we want good quantity of exotics, new exotics, fun exotics, etc. I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not trying to like devalue their importance. I'm just sort of saying maybe that's why I don't pick up on it. Like, you're sniffing it out. You're like, this is less. This is less than Forsaken. I'm just like, oh, I didn't even realize that. I'm not paying attention to that. What have I been saying since you and I and others have been going back and forth about the lack of info in TWABs? I've been saying, I really want an update on weapons. What are you doing to weapons? What are you doing to perk pools? Because that, to me, is where the content loop lives and dies. Exotics... I guess if they did a bunch of really, really dope exotics that were more world drop that you had to do the nightfall grind for, maybe I'd be more like apt to say, yeah, we need a bunch because that's a fun grind too. I remember grinding exotic, uh, I might've been grinding nightfalls with you, maybe somebody else. And I was trying to get helmets for my hunter and my Titan. Um, that was fun. I liked that. But again, what was I grinding for? I was grinding for a God roll. I was grinding for good stats. Like that's how I'm wired as a player. Um, so I, Obviously, I'm hopeful that we get a whole lot more legendary weapons than we've already seen, because it's just that red pool. Like, what are we, what are there eight or nine of them? Um, I'm thinking there's got to be, there's got to be more than that. <laughs> there's got to be. It's an expansion, um, right? Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, yeah. No, no, please continue. 
No, I mean, that's that's ultimately where I land on it. So I'm not necessarily saying your perspective's wrong or my perspective's right. I'm saying this is probably why I haven't noticed or paid attention to it because I just have found exotics to be not that interesting. If there was more of a spectrum of exotics, if there was more reason to use some of the really, really fun primaries, if there was more of a difference in some of the armor exotics so they're not so build-defining, how many exotics do I have I never touched in the game? I have all these exotic armor pieces that I've never used. They have zero purpose and they're not on my radar because they're just not good enough they're not build defining um i think that's probably part of the reason i've not cared about this who cares if they throw in eight or 16 if two-thirds of them are going to be pointless in the grand scheme and the history of the game there's not a lot of exotics that get a lot of play outside of a handful uh in most builds and in most damage like if you're going for optimum dps i understand that but i i, I think so exotics have tiers in quality i don't disagree with you that but they offer depth and 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 customization i mean this goes in the direction a little bit i I, so i actually like your point so you're saying let the exotics truly be exotic and for example we will see more legendaries instead like guillotine right stuff that actually actually can stay legendary and just be really good yeah but for example i mean people saying yeah sorry but i have to address that you're saying like quantity doesn't matter there is a point that even quantity for you will matter for example tax side because um i mean you don't want otherwise we could just have a regular shooter right every there would just be one good weapon of every kind the best the best hand right. cannon the best auto rifle so variety creates depth and we've progressively gone less and less and at, at some point i don't care that there's only like two good weapons and we used to have 20 and three were good 17 were bad it needs to have some variety, like Cerberus, for example. And where do we make the cutoff, right? Because Cerberus is a really fun gun. It's actually really strong in in in, in certain content. Mm-hmm. But and it just creates this feeling. Oh, you know what? I can I can play a little bit differently. It contributes to the fact that we pour thousands of hours of this game that you can pick an exotic that is maybe not ideal, but it's really fun to use. I mean, Cerberus has a unique sound, really cool. Like it's really satisfying to play. I don't know if you have played it lately. It's yeah, it's dope and. I yeah. think I think the secret is in modifiers. Like, they need to study. You guys are gonna get sick of me bringing this game up. Study Minecraft dungeons, dude. When I go to do a daily trial, and there's all these weird modifiers that grant me abilities or make certain things stronger, it's really fun. Like, and it's also really freaking hard because it's a daily trial. Like, the difficulty's up. So, I think that's the ticket. Like, I would use a lot of those primaries if randomly they were like, all exotic auto rifles are really strong this week. I'd be like, holy frick, let's go have some fun. Let's test it out. Like, I think modifiers are the ticket. And then you're right. Lots of quantity is good because those guns periodically can be a blast or be really effective or really strong. I think that's why a lot of people shrug at quantity. They're like, who cares? They give us so many guns that just sit in the shelf, we don't use them. So I think you're right, but it would need to be a both-and solution. If you're going to give me a bunch of exotics, you got to give them legs. You have to. Yeah, that, that I understand. But but still, I think it's a it's a minimum thing. I don't know. I, I guess it's subjective how much is for you, for, for, for each individual. I think if there's a price hike and an expansion, I expect to see some measure of value for it. I understand we don't see everything, but so far we have seen way more for other expansions. I have the feeling we have seen more con- consequential updates than with Shadowkeep, right? Yeah. It's also a matter right. of resource allocation. Like the weather thing, Remember, I was like, kind of, I was like, oh, that's cool. They actually had their teams working on something. Now it seems like the weather thing is like the one new thing that we've seen so far. That's going to be mm-hmm. truly new. 
and then and then I'm just asking myself, man, Bungie, what are you doing with resource allocation? I'm not I'm not saying fire teams, but maybe have those engineers do loot instead. I don't know. Is it so hard to retrain them to do because the weather is not going to keep anybody playing? <laughs> you know. Right. No, you're right. You're right. You can so, brag about weather and skyboxes all day long. I need a content loop. I need lots of right. guns to chase. Like that's what people grab grapple to. Like the first call today. I said that I, th- I feel like they could get a lot more capital out of their weapons if the weapons all existed on a spectrum. So they could add 30 to 50 weapons, but if it existed on a spectrum, then the quality of the gun is determined by where it drops. So you get way more capital. So that now I'm chasing guns in the raid. Now I'm chasing guns in the nightfall. Gambit. Everywhere has gun spectrum for me to chase instead of feeling like this is all the basic stuff. I'm primarily going to grind the dungeon or the raid for a couple of god roll weapons that I think are the best, and then that's the end of it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So, like before, because I know you have to go. So, as a last, I think there's not enough twabs to give us everything that, especially you and I, or you you mentioned, and all of this yeah. stuff. So, I did like a small list of stuff that I that for me are must things that would happen, but I don't think mm-hmm. we're going to see all of them. So, what would be your priority list to that? I there must be one is leveling NXP structure, mm-hmm. the other is seasonal format, mm-hmm. loot structure and difficulty structure is number three, uh, vendor structure and currency management would be four, and mm-hmm. end game, a show of end game activities, what we're going to do besides the raid and after the campaign. So yeah, what, what, what would you what would you say like if you could have to rate those? What is the most important thing that has to happen? What is the least important that they have to show? Oh God. yeah, they've got to address what I'm getting in Beyond Light and what I'm getting in the season because they're separate purchases now. That needs to be crystal clear. They each need their own splash page with, with good info. Um, I need to, I, There needs to be zero doubt in my mind like, okay, here's what I'm getting for the extra 10 because we didn't have to do this for Shadowkeep or Forsaken. Um, they could do that on a Wednesday, by the way. I don't necessarily think they're limited to just the twabs. They've proven that with the trailer, with the weapon splash page, and the and the they did the weather blog, they did the weapon splash page. That stuff landed on a Wednesday, so they can do that Wednesday, Thursday, like double whammy, where the twabs about the ghosts and the weather and the, and the update to the ghosts, and then like Wednesdays about the weather. So they do have time to get a lot more info out. I think I, if they just limit themselves to twab, then yeah, I'm super concerned. But they've set a pattern that gives me some confidence. We're gonna have some good Wednesday blog pushes that they're like, this is too big for a twab. Like a weapon system update would be something I would hope we'd get a nice big Wednesday blog about the way they did about the weather. But my musts are, um, I, th- I I put leveling and artifact together. Because I feel like those systems need... Yeah, yeah, those were on my list yeah. too. Yeah, leveling yeah. and XP structures together. Leveling yeah. and XP structure, yeah. Artifact gets thrown in there. Weapon system, obviously, are you updating it? And then we know sandbox. And then I need I need details about what comes with Beyond Light and what comes with the season. Like, I need those details. I don't need pictures of everything. I don't need to see the raid armor, the guns, or whatever. But, like, quantity, I think I agree with you to this degree. It actually would be pretty important to say... X number of armor, you know, X number of guns. Because if not, it's like, well, what am I paying for? Am I paying the $10 for literally a season pass that's an armor set, a ghost, a sparrow, a ship, a bunch of currency, and then like what? Usually the the season pass has like two two to three weapons in it. Um, I, I don't know. Like, is that all I'm getting for the $10? Are they literally turning the season pass into a battle pass? Is that what's happening? I, I don't know. It's possible. It might clean it up a little bit. They might be like, "Yeah, it's ten dollars for the for the battle pass." But then, but then, what are you gonna do in 
uh what do you what are you gonna do in the winter is that all i'm paying for is a battle pass like i can't i can't see them pivoting to a pure battle pass format because then what am i paying for every season um so those are other those are those are i think those are the biggest questions weapon system sandbox leveling and xp artifact that stuff bounties i'd probably throw in there and then what's beyond light what do i get and then what's coming for the ten dollars like i don't have a clue how to answer any of those questions right now um yeah yeah i agree and just so uh, if you allow me like that second super towards of the chat i'm not like bashing the game and like because people are saying i hey, just stopped playing the game i'm 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 really i love destiny i i wanted it if it succeed but at some point i just uh, we use this to like put our opinion out right and discuss things and i just think that um i understand your three was weak because of business decisions and now they're like there's COVID going on but they have put out block walls, they have put out director's cuts where they were explaining this will be like a new era for Destiny. And mm-hmm. I think as customers, we should hold them to it. There's no like, oh, they're trying. Oh, it, we can stay hopeful. No, this time we really, I really want to see, look, this is the this is the way forward. And so far, I'm, I'm all I'm seeing is banking on systems that have been criticized for a long time. So that's that's all I'm yeah, trying to say with that. No, yeah, and I, I think it's fair to say I'm with you. I I keep coming back to this. This is like my, I retreat to this little fortress. I'm like, Luke Smith said they're keeping the cards close to their chest. Like, are they being super secretive because it's weak? Or they're being super secretive because they know this is like a put up or shut up moment. Like, this is big. It's not just big because of the delay. It's big because of, as you said, they've really lit up a runway of it's going to be a pretty big time for, for destiny. It's going to be pretty awesome. And I'm with you. I'm like, um, I'm really hoping that's why they're keeping their cards close to their chest. It'll be a huge bummer to get to like December and be like, well, they were keeping their cards close to their chest. Cause it's just another, you know, flimsy expansion with no staying power, you know? Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, we still have a couple more weeks. Let's see what we think. Thanks okay. for letting me call and good discussion. Yeah, it's good. All right. This is actually if you if you guys have been here for fight nights, you've heard this guy before. Maybe that one time I played trials with him. Wheezy's calling in for the first time ever, though. What do you what do you got for me, Wheezy? Uh, I don't really have much. I just want to go over a few things, really. Mm-hmm. So, I know we were talking a few weeks or months ago about, hey, wouldn't it be cool if the raid armor they had a fifth slot for you know getting a hard mode completion? Mm-hmm. That also brought me back to thinking to vanilla destiny one everyone you know uh glorifies the fate bringer but if you remember to get fate bringer you had to do hard mode raid that's right what if they started to bring that back where hey certain guns are only attainable in the hard mode raid and with that, we bring the Wrath currency back. Oh, you got to yeah. Mm-hmm, keep going, keep going. Oh God, I'm scared. But um, <laughs> no, you just if, made me think of if, something. If, if if five if five slots is gonna be you know the raid standard, what kind of armor? I guess what kind of besides ornaments? What could they do to armor to make it something like oh, this hard mode armor? It's better than the regular armor it's not just like you know holy crap it just completely invalidates it but it's tangibly better 
Yeah. Uh, that, so there's two pieces here. Number one, what if you just unearthed a plan for Garden? Doesn't Garden's yeah. weapon pool feel off to you? It feels off to me. Oh, there yeah, could, no heavy. <laughs> what if there's a hard mode Garden planned here as a way to bolster a, a season, and there's guns that'll, that'll that you can't get and they'll be in there. Like, they'll round out the garden weapon pool. I don't know. I just... When you okay. said that, that's what yeah. it made me think of. I was like, oh, you're right. You had to go hard mode to get Fatebringer. What if you have to do a hard mode garden to get the rest of the garden weapon pool? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if Last Wish's weapon pool is that imbalanced. I think that was yeah, more think, balanced. I think Last Wish is pretty, like, good for what it has. Yeah. But maybe this... Since they're telling us we have to regrind for the armor to get that fifth slot... Mm-hmm. What if there's a hard mode of last wish and garden and the guns drop with that fifth slot that I'm hoping is there because they're going to bring the energy system to weapons. I mean, I don't want to get people's hopes up. Oh, like an out of slot. Yeah, that, that'd be a great way to get capital over those raids. Like, they're sticking around, right? Why? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's that, I don't want to get people's hopes up, but that could be something they're doing. Um, to your second question, how would you make the armor better in hard mode? Mm-hmm. Stat, stat propensities would be an easy one, but that's weak. I mean, that's good, yeah. but that's that's not enough. Um, so, I had I don't know. An idea. Go. I had an idea, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if there was a rare drop, like rare consumable drop, from hard mode, that you apply it to, say, say the hard mode armor already drops with you know higher stat propensity, but say there's also a rare consumable drop that when you use it, it's it takes like one slot. And it reduces the cost of all mods in that slot by just one. So you're gonna oh you're gonna augment the armor. You're gonna yes. change it. Yes. Yeah. I mean that's. Uh... So it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make the mods free. It just drops the energy cost of the mods in that one slot by one. And you'd need you know five slots to reduce all five mod slots by one. So it doesn't completely it doesn't completely make it superior in every way but it makes you able to you know make slight variations to your build because now oh instead of intellect mod costing five energy now it costs four now i can slot in this and now i can do this so i'm not breaking the game now i could just move things around a little bit you'd have to do this for trials too by the way Mm -hmm. oh yeah for sure that would make trials armor matter more than two for for uh, the flawless. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. I also like a very simple one. I think if you do all these right, higher stat propensity, the thing that mm-hmm. you're talking about, and then I think an ornamental version of the armor, like oh, an actual yeah. an actual ornament. Because like when you remember when you went to from uh, King's Fall from the white armor mm-hmm. to the black armor. Come on, we all knew that was sick. It was like, oh yeah, oh, this, this is amazing. Dope. Which is why it was a bummer the black version of the ship didn't show up until Destiny 2. Uh, that was always irritating. Because um, it's the Batwing, you know? It looks awesome. But it, right. it, it, literally, they didn't give you a different version of the ship. I never understood why they didn't do that. But I, I, I think you need to do all three or at least two of the three that we're listing because there's got to be... First of all, I think we need normal and hard mode to return. If not, Vogue's going to feel incomplete. I mean, that's just... I, I think that's that's a fair opinion to hold. Like, don't bring back oh, Vogue I without think, a hard mode. Yeah, I think... It- you'd just be doing it a disservice if you didn't. Yeah, and I think that'll be a that'll be another sort of detriment to the idea that raids haven't really I don't think raids have landed well in Destiny 2. They've been good and beautiful, but the gear has sucked and there's no hard mode. The only time we got hard modes was for Leviathan and the two and the two um the two layers. Two. 
Yeah. And even those weren't that great. I mean, the the, <laughs> the curated loadouts are, are not a fan favorite uh, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like this. I, I, I think you've got my hopes up in a way that I, I, I would love to see that come to fruition. They could round yeah, out sorry. the loot pool of Garden. <laughs> yeah, they could round out the loot pool of Garden, and it would make sense of everything we're reading, right? Why would I go back and regrind Garden and Last Wish for that extra mod slot? Well, you might want to because the guns have been updated as well with that fifth slot. And... Right. You know, that could be a way for them to get more capital out of those raids. Like, what if in the winter season, one of those raids get that treatment? And then in the summer season, another one does or something. I don't know. Um, right. They could that, that might make sense. Think about it. Winter season, they do hard mode garden, and then spring is VOG return, and then the summer would be hard mode last wish, and that ties in with the summer handoff to Savathun Witch Queen. Like, that would work, too. Why are we going right. back and doing a hard mode last wish? They could make a story reason and right, tie it in exactly. with the final curse and Sabathun and then Witch Queen. And then I also this is this is towards uh, Grandmaster Nightfalls. You know, besides balancing it out to make it less onerous to undertake. Mm-hmm. I it it still confuses me that so we're we're losing the regular uh like rotating nightfall list so the what is it five of swords or whatever card is becoming useless Mm -hmm. why wouldn't it wouldn't it have made more sense to turn that into a way to target farm so grandmaster nightfall you have your five of swords you know you put in some combination or whatever oh, I want to farm for Wormhusk, or I want to farm Phoenix Protocol. If I do regular Nightfalls, I have a chance at an exotic drop. If I do Grandmaster Nightfall with this Five of Swords, with, you know, this combination, it's a guaranteed drop as long as I hit Platinum. Mm-hmm. Now it gives it, now it gives it, oh, this isn't just a, a specific material grind. Now this is a actual, like, armor or weapon grind. So, yes, it's arduous. Yes, it's a pain in the butt. But I know when I'm done, I'm going to get, you know, the thing that I want. Instead of, oh, it just has a really high chance. It has an even higher chance than Master. No, I'm going to get specifically what I want. Will it be the role? Maybe not. But I can keep farming it now. So they don't have to create an armor set that's only Grandmaster. You can turn it into something that's a target farm. You're solving one of the two problems. So w- one problem with Grandmaster is loot incentive, and you're solving that, and that's great. I think that's a good idea. Like giving us a mechanism of target farm. Uh, I had an idea similar to what you just said: is you would go to Zur and buy like an exotic uh-huh. finder boon. Oh yeah, you, yeah. And you would buy it for a particular exotic. So the whole time I'm running Grandmaster, shards of Galanor just keeps dropping. Right. Um, th- so that was an idea way back when. Well, as long as you own the weapons, Zer helps you do a focus drop, but you can only buy one a week to limit it. So right. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not just something you can change on the whim. Yeah. Right. The second problem with Grandmasters is I don't think it's well designed in experience. Oh, no. So that is another thing that I don't expect you to tackle in a, in a call in, but I think that also needs at least admitted, and they got to make some movement there. I, I, positive modifiers are just nowhere to be seen in this game. And. As I said, the light leap, I, I just think there's so much there. Just exotic primary 
you know, small arms. So suddenly okay, exotic so, primers are super strong. Like stuff like that would make some of this content so much more fun. Okay, so I had an idea in, in that regards, right? So you know how back in Destiny 1 we had what was a light switch or whatever and things like that? Yeah. In Grandmaster, I think that sure you're gonna give all the enemies blackout. You know, I have no radar now. They hit me once I die. My melee should also be like supercharged now. Yeah. My melee should do like 200% damage and the cooldown is like half of what it normally is. That's right. So now now it becomes, hey, you hit me, I'm dead. But if I hit you, you might be dead. That is that's the motto I want on a whiteboard somewhere is these enemies are really strong but so am I. Like that yeah. I said that's the philosophy they should be designing under and you just did that right because what does that create it creates an automatic intrinsic risk reward scenario where you feel like risking it you feel like using that new sword revving it up or whatever and you're gonna get close to him you might get your head taken off by mike tyson or you might be you know mayweather yeah. like you go in there bam you you nail him like you see what i'm saying like i, I don't want to feel like the lightweight that has to run away from mike tyson for 16 rounds of a boxing match like why can't i also be a heavyweight in the ring too so as you're saying we both can 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 hit pretty hard like i think that creates the i'm a god killer but this is a really really insane mission that i'm on instead of i'm a piece of tissue paper hide behind a wall quick put down a well like i just don't think it it doesn't translate into a crescendo of how strong we are yeah i just think i just think like modifiers as a whole just need an you know overhaul like there's there's we have so many negative modifiers and we have what is it? Heavyweight, brawler, grenadier, I, and then the burns. But those cut the singes. Yeah, the I'm burn, sorry. The singes are like twenty five percent. So I, I, yeah. I barely even consider. I, I think I think we need a like. I'm not saying that you have to just flood the game. Like here you go. Here you can, you could just look at an enemy and they die. But there, there's I, there needs to be some give and take. Like. If you're gonna make me feel like threatened at all times, I should also feel like I can still completely overcome this without sitting in the back and just shooting mountaintop at the divinity bubble. Mm-hmm. Like, there's mm-hmm. got to be some give or take. Um, yeah, yeah. I would say that the solar brawler, like Ophidia Space build that I mm-hmm. love doing, they just need to create more combinations of positive modifiers. So there's more amalgamations of builds like that. Like, I loved going into a Fallen Nightfall in D1 with the Outbreak if Small Arms was on. Because you got so many buffs. You got the Fallen buff. You got the Small Arms buff. It was was so dope. That thing was just like butter. And But that only existed because they were putting positive modifiers in that were, you know, making things kind of crazy. Or it was Arc Burn. It was Specialist. And you just ran in with, you know... Shotgun, fourth horseman, fourth horseman, the one yeah, that you, gave you more damage where you were in the air and you could jump yep. and you could take out Fogoth. Yeah, oh yeah, my gosh, just, yeah, there was so it was many, so, it was so yeah, fun. It was and like, s- it was like, I can die in an instant, but if I don't, they're dead. Oh, yeah, because it did. Fogoth would sometimes get you if you didn't time it right, but it was so fun. Everybody jumping in and staying in the air with fourth horseman on specialist, arc burn. Uh, what's the one where you're stronger in the air? Uh, air, it, air? Was, it was like, yeah, I, I, it was something like that because like, it was always that, 
tied with grounded. So it's like, hey, if I'm in the in the air, I'm going to absolutely demolish these ads. But if they hit me, I'm probably dead. That's right. That's right. See, that's exactly it. That's it. That that's an intrinsic risk reward. That's perfect. Do more of that, please, Bungie. It's fun. And then uh, just like the last thing I had. Um. So. I I don't necessarily disagree with Lightleap. I think he has very valid points, and I think I think we have to accept that there can't just be, you know, a small quantity of uh, exotics, things like that. But at the same time, there has to be a balance between quantity and quality. I think I think where there's a lot of blurred lines is we all have you know opinions on what's quote unquote enough mm -hmm. like i would love to have 40 or 50 guns and at least 20 of them are great i don't think that's gonna happen right i think we're gonna get 30 and maybe like eight of them are gonna be good Right. I think Bungie needs to push the the perk pool in a way that allows for more variations on the archetypes like we've been using for at this point like almost seven years. Yeah. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of perks that you kinda saw it in Forsaken where like, oh hey, there's a scout in the raid and it has box breathing. It's like, what? That's weird. But that sounds kind of cool. I kind of want that. It's not, it's not, you know, what I would consider amazing loot building, but there needs to be more of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I, as long as, as long as it, we, you and I have had this discussion before for raid guns, like best in class can't be true mm -hmm. every time. Yeah. But, but unique and close yeah, to best I in think, class. Yeah, exactly. You know, Genesis I wanted, Chain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Genesis Chain wasn't Triple best double, in class. Things like that. That's right. That's right. Those guns were cool. They were good. Uh, and you couldn't get them anywhere else. You couldn't get those perks anywhere else, you know? So yep. I definitely I, I agree. I think yeah. we need more of that. And um, that's really all I have. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'll see you tonight in the spaceship if you're around for fight night. I'll I'll be there, and don't worry, I promise I won't kill you. I will get you an electrical. I don't know what you're, you're saying. You are something else. <laughs> All right. Thank you to everybody who called in today. If you guys were like, hey, that was cool, I would love to call in. Get on the Patreon and pick VIP. Or right now in YouTube, you can pick VIP. Click the Join button. It's the second tier down. 15 bucks a month, but you get early access to Q&A. We do these sessions Monday through Friday. There's, a, there's episodes every day of the week, all month long, for you to jump in and submit questions to or call in. Or every Friday night's fight night. If you're a VIP and you feel like jumping into some Among Us tonight, get in there. It's fun. As always, if you're listening to this elsewhere as a podcast, you can watch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.